ladies and gentlemen, welcome back as we explain <laughs> episode nine of Watchmen and episode seven of His Dark Materials. Do you like that that, that very f- funny pun that I, I my did. brain desperately reached for yes. when I realised I probably should have come up with something inventive <laughs> to play on Watchmen and its themes? Yes, absolutely. Really, so that's the best I could come you, up with. You tend to just sort of launch yourself out into the pool of the podcast world. I do, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't... Not knowing whether you'll crash through the surface <laughs> or go racing off. I, I don't like to do things in a sensible pre-planned Sure. Order. That's been my life. I've yes. realised now it's like it's... Worked out so far. Never had a plan and uh, <laughs> it's too late to start now. <laughs> so I'm going to be one of those people with no super. Uh, <laughs> no retirement savings. And uh, anyway, yes. Hi, I'm Natalie Bohensky and this with me is... Stuart Late. Now, before we go on, Stu, I do have something to surprise you with. Could mm. we just oh. sit here for one moment? Okay, yes. Just so I just need to explain to everyone listening. Maybe I can shout it. Maybe I can shout Or you can relay what I'm saying. So okay. Basically, yes, kind of like basically. I had a very good friend. I totally forgot to write on Facebook the other day, happy birthday, because it was your birthday. Oh, yes, it was my and birthday I the other day. that I had forgotten. I mean, I'd seen it, <laughs> meant to, forgot. And so I went, you know what? I'll surprise Stu. Oh my God. She's got a birthday cake. She got a birthday cake for me. Now listen. Thank you, Natalie. That's so lovely. It's fine. It's just, it's just a cold sponge. Uh, you know, so it's I'm, the thought that counts. I, I was like, you know what? It. Stu's coming over for the podcast. We can <laughs> get some friend points back by <laughs> actually producing something made with eggs. That's so, very true, yes. Yeah, it, I yeah. mean, otherwise I could have just given you 12 dozen eggs. 12 dozen eggs. But I feel like us eating raw eggs on podcasts <laughs> might be weird. Just sort of rolling the dice. Are we going to become oh, Manhattan? Yeah, are we going to walk on water? Oh, spoilers. Sorry. <laughs> yes. This is a spoilery podcast. If <laughs> you have not yet watched all of Watchmen, and if you have not yet watched His Dark Materials up to episode seven, you may want to tune out. Mm. Um, or tune back in. But yes, would you like some cake now as we eat? Oh, let's, we, let's do it. Let's, let's, let's okay. eat it right on mic. I'm just going to get... Yes, a knife. All yes, right, okay. On. This is all happening. Natalie is racing to the kitchen to get a knife. Because, you know, this isn't some schlick, <laughs> you know, NPR or This American Life where we're like, we uh, pre-recorded this three months ago and have been t- digitally adding in effects. So, no, no, no. This is pure, <laughs> unadulterated cake casting. It, it definitely is. This is very, this is so nice. Oh, Thank no, you. This is actually genuinely nice. Sticking to the top of the, wow, that doesn't seem like it was organic. That's very sticky. <laughs> well, I didn't have any well, cake. Well, it's cake, it's cake so frosting. It's fine. If we can imagine that there is a sponge with some chocolate and sprinkles on top, if we can imagine, uh, why did I cut into the really dodgy bit first up? Why did I do that? <laughs> I feel this, like, this is all going very well. Yeah, I feel... No, this is cake casting. It's a whole new... Yeah, yeah, we're starting no, a whole new genre. What do they call it on YouTube? Muk, mukbangs? Have you heard of mukbangs? Oh, God. <laughs> no, I don't it's think so. It's not a sex thing. Right. I mean... It's it's always a sex thing, Natalie. Yeah, it probably is a sex <laughs> thing. But it's the, it's, it comes from... Uh, it's, oh, is it's it... an Asian country. It's eating on camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eating, I, I know. Eating I know and talking on, yeah, yeah, yeah. on camera. Absolutely. I assume maybe some people watch it because it's sexy. It's usually women doing it. Is so it? It's... Oh, is it? Is that a thing? Do people find people eating I'm sure eating sexy? they do. I, I can certainly grab, see a way that, they, that would happen. Grab a piece there, Stu. Just That's, get That is a you. nice little piece. There we go. And I've got Fantastic. The, this is just... We're going to be sponge eating. Sponge... Sponge casting. So, yeah, sponge casting. 
So at various points, like one of us is going crust. to have a giant mouthful of very delicious cake. Yeah, so it's Stu's birthday, everyone. So if you know Stu, um, or even if you don't, I mean, if you're listening to the podcast, hopefully we know Stu by now. I mean, he's a man of mystery, certainly. There's a lot of times he seems to go missing on government uh, deployments overseas for secret intelligence work. Um, but yeah, so that cream is quite good. Mm. Uh, we are going to be talking about... Can just imagine everyone going, the fuck is going on? <laughs> Every, everyone here, anyone who's listening to this right now knows exactly what our deal is. We, we've whittled away. We've whittled away all the hangers on. Um, Anyone who's listening still now is a true fan, and thank you guys. <laughs> yeah, look, hey, we're not stopping people from listening while they eat. Hmm. So, you know, get yourself some cake. Uh, we are talking exciting times in TV pop culture. And uh, I guess, look, Watchmen finished up. It was quite glorious. I think we can probably all agree. Mm-hmm. But we want to get through his dark materials. Anyway, before we, before we totally let loose on Watchmen. So. Let's, let's eat our peas and then get through to our delicious dessert. Oh, that's not true. Watchmen, it's not, it's not like that. It's just... No, it's not. If Actually, we start yeah. on Watchmen, we'll get to the end and go, we should probably do like five minutes on his dark That's materials. right. Yeah, yeah. We should definitely... Yeah. So, uh, we are talking episode seven. I'm going to try and find it. I probably should. I got a message from Greg from the Smart Enough to Know Better podcast after... Mm. This episode aired, but before oh, b- before I had watched before it. Before you had watched it. So it was somewhat confusing. Now I'm sure Greg won't mind me playing this, but I thought this was very funny. If I can, it's a it's a little emoji. So you have to. Whoa, he's halfway there. Whoa, I feel like. You've just raised the bar because nothing yeah. I can say is going to top that. But um, you have to imagine that a small panda was sitting <laughs> uh, that to me on my yes, phone. Yes, exactly. Which gave it an extra dimension. It's a pity they don't have a polar so, bear. No, they should. They definitely should. They need to get an Animoji polar bear apple. Get <laughs> on <laughs> it. So, we kind of saw a lot of things start to... Because there's only one more episode left of His Dark Materials. Yes. So, things are starting to come to the epic conclusion sure. of the first series. And we know there's a series too because... They've already filmed it. Because they have, have they? I, I actually yeah. didn't know this. Oh, yes. No, they did because Daphne Keene, because it, it takes place immediately on. Oh, right. So okay. The, and obviously the next she's, episode she's will right at that point where she's going to shoot up like a tree. She's going to get a growth spurt. Yeah, so absolutely. They, they filmed it back to back. She so. already, it, it actually, it was very stark. I'm not sure whether the two actors, like the actor who plays Roger is the same age as her. I think he might be a little bit younger. But she is noticeably taller than Way him. Way taller. Uh, to the point where like it was almost... Comical? Well, it, not not comical, but like, it was like she was a much older, it, it, it played like he was a little kid mm. and she was much older than him. Mm. And they're supposed to be the same age, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I guess. You know, and I guess, like, you know, um, you know, it tends to be like girls tend to have that growth spurt earlier than boys anyway. So that, True. That will usually be the, yeah, just the wait. height configuration of people in the same class. But he's just got to wait till he's 16 and then mm. it'll kick in. You know? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that will happen. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> what are your takes on Roger? My takes, on, my takes on Roger. Actually, you know what? I, by the end of this episode, I was really liking Roger a lot more than I have in the past. I think last episode and this episode, I didn't really talk about him last last week, but I feel like Roger has really come into his own as a bit of a no nonsense mm, like kid. Yeah. Like he really like even more so than Lyra because Lyra can be a little bit 
you know, like she's the, she's the main sort of, she's the hero of the story. So she can be a little bit, um, you know, flighty and like she, she runs off and does things. Yeah. Roger is no bullshit. Like yeah. he is very much, no, don't do that. That's dumb. That's very silly. <laughs> We're all going to get killed. Go away, yeah. cat. This is our cake, not your, not cat cake. The cats are doing oh, a strafing sorry. run on the cake. Spray bottle. Oh, <laughs> right in the face. It's not cruelty. It's no, just water. It is just water. Please don't report me to the RSPCA. <laughs> but anyway, I, I wrote, so I had, I had a couple things written down. Oh, yeah, sorry. Our um, minute, I completely forgot. Our minute challenge. And I, we I, do I, a we minute were distracted challenge. by cake. We do a minute challenge where we put a minute on the clock and try to remember everything about the episode. And I, so, figure, and I figure if I... Oh, you're, you're done too. I was going to say, if, no, no. if I, if if I, I read my you. thing... I'll just do another piece. That's right. <laughs> I'll make that sacrifice yes. for you. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Um, so the very first thing I wrote down in capital letters was bear fight. Uh, fight to the death <laughs> in the goddamn... Yes, I know. At the top of Natalie's list is also <laughs> bear, fight. bear fight with an exclamation mark. Uh, Look, we know what we the, like. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, this show gets me. I understand what's going on. Um, I've got things to say about the bear fight, but we might leave that until a little bit. I did write... The next thing I wrote was, no armour. These armoured bears keep taking their armour off, and I'm, you know, it points off. But I think that's a that's like an honour thing. If you're fighting to the death with against your rival for sure. the throne... I mean, I, I get it. Off, I get so it, it yes. is pure bear. I understand. I understand know? the concept. It's just, you know, again... The concept was armoured bears, and these bears seem to be taking off their armour an awful lot, Natalie. A little bit too much for my liking, if I'm being honest. That armour should be staying right on. Stu doesn't want his bears naked. I don't want naked bears. I want them, them armoured up <laughs> Sorry. and ready for action. I just had a mental picture of another connotation of <laughs> yes, naked yes. bears. Um, <laughs> the third thing I, I wrote is, it is apparently very easy to trick a bear. Um... Yeah, you know, Eofer is not clever. No, not a clever man. Not a clever bear. Not a clever bear, uh, man, He, bear. he uh, is very easily taken in by Lyra's cunning scheme. She's, like, to be fair, it's a good scheme. It's, it's an impressive scheme. I, I, don't, I can't fault it. I love that. I, I, I didn't write this on my list, but I will just mention it quickly and move on. Like, I love that she met Exposition Prisoner in the, yeah. in the thing whose, whose sole purpose in the episode was to laugh maniacally yeah. and give her explanations about things. Crucial information. That was hilarious. That she can use. Um, I did write, uh, Lara apparently landed on very soft snow. Yeah. Um, which is one of the, the structural things we were sort of talking about last week. That, that balloon confrontation came out of nowhere. It would have been so much better as the opening to this mm. episode. If the, if the opening was that confrontation with the weird flying monkey creatures... I think it was a time thing. I think they probably shifted it there. Well, yeah, it seems to be. Like, but but it makes no sense. Like structurally, it should have been at the start of this episode, yeah. and that's what drives the action forward. Like they they're in they they've survived Olvanga. They're moving north, and then this is the first problem they encounter: is that Lyra they get attacked. Lyra apparently um, Yorick also fell. Yorick and Roger also fell out of the balloon. I didn't see that last week. No, no. I don't think, I don't think they we, depicted we sort that. sort of like cut to Lyra. We're never down. shown that. Yeah. Uh, we're like just... Jamie when he fell into the lake and yes. you know, goes floating down. Yeah, yeah. And then it's just like, okay, I remember he was Game fine. Of yeah, I do. Yeah. It was really good up until it, it was, was, it was always hard, still to, hard to justify. No, but It was still good. No, it was. Like, like I, I genuinely enjoyed that show. Like, I can't you know, I've been thinking a lot I'm about what you said. Was it last week or the week before we were talking about end of year lists? Yes. Because Watchmen now, sorry to divert, but Watchmen is now like best show of the year but you know 
Quite rightly, because, I mean, you know... Yes, but Game of Thrones should still be on those lists because of the freaking... Yeah, the, I mean, the, fight. the, they, they the battle, a, yeah, the, the battle, battle of Winterfell, yeah. It took two months to fight. Exactly, yeah. The scale it's, of it. It's honestly, like, heartbreaking how quickly that final season has faded from the public consciousness. And I think it was... I'm keeping it up. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you are. Wait. But uh, the... Um, but Let's get the, on to Dr. Manhattan. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we can talk about your uh, your big blue dong theory. Mm. Um, but uh, That's a theory. <laughs> Look, it'd be more entertaining to watch the Big Bang Theory. True. Big dong theory. Bazinga. Hey, do you want um, to know an interesting bit of trivia that I yeah, just learned? Always. Have you watched that show, The Toys That Made Us, on Netflix? I yes, I have. Yeah, I've the, seen most of them. Yeah, the yeah. latest episodes. I uh, no, what? not the, the shows that made us, or, or the no, toys the, that made the us. The toys that made us. I've seen the one about Ninja Turtles, and oh. I haven't seen the other ones. Is that okay. the ones you're going to talk about? So yeah. the one about Ninja Turtles. Yes. It turns out the guy who wrote the theme song to the Ninja Turtles. Yes, yes, is it's Chuck, Chuck Laurie. Who, yeah, who did that the blew two and a half mind. men and Big Bang and all these I terrible sitcoms. I had no sitcoms. idea about that. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, that was one of the first things he did because yeah. he was just like a jobbing jobbing songwriter. Do anything in Hollywood. Yeah, you just do anything, money. yeah. A lot of yeah. people in Hollywood doing a lot for running. That's Writing it. the freaking Ninja Turtles song, which yeah, I, I know. can still pretty much... Like when I, I was watching I could, that I could, episode... I, I, yeah. I, I, I'm not going to say that. They're I, the world's I, most fearsome fighting team. Team. They're really They're hip. Really hip. <laughs> they're the heroes Leonardo in a half shell and Donatello they're green. does machines. <laughs> Have I skipped a... Raphael is skipped cool, over. but true. Raphael is cool, but rude. Cool, but rude. Michelangelo... Is, is a, a party, party dude, dude cowabunga. <laughs> I did not know that the turtles were still going. Oh yeah, yeah. There's, there's, there's like been a, multiple iterations. I mean, on of top of Turtles. on top of like the live action movie, which was I not did, great, except for the second one was apparently like not better. I haven't seen it. I well, there was the first one, and then there was the one with Vanilla Ice. Oh no, no, I mean the new ones. I mean the. There's, I did there's not new even ones. know that there were new ones. Oh no, there was a whole thing. It's been a yeah, thing, yeah. and I've missed that. I'm I like, mean, how did something that was so big in yeah, my childhood? That's it. Not that I can remember really any, but again, April O'Neil. Yes. You know, butt kicking journos. Yes, yeah, huge exactly. Role yeah, model. yeah, yeah. Huge role model. Why not? Uh, yeah, April O'Neil, Lois from Lois and Clark. Who was the other one? Anyway, point is, Chuck Lorre wrote the Ninja Turtles. Thing. Yes, that was very cool. Bit of trivia yeah. that. The weirdest things happen. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, we, yes. we were on a tangent there. I cannot remember where we where were up to, but let's go back to the list. Um, I said uh, Angry Mrs. Coulter. TV she lists. Was, That's what we TV lists, to. yes. We, we can right. get back to that. Sorry, yeah, but we'll, we'll, we'll finish that thought. Um, what were you going to say in terms of like Game of Thrones? It, it slipped off a lot of it the TV lists. It should still be on everything. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, just, I, I understand why. Like, me, me, me. It's like, no. Okay, it wasn't perfect. But it was still an ending that was epic and huge and... But I think what... Let's pick this up when we get to watch it. Because I've been thinking about it a lot in the context sure, of watching There's always been people with the knives out for Game of Thrones just waiting for it to stumble. Yeah. And I think that the great tragedy of that show is the fact that it did stumble at the final hurdle. Mm. You know, not not in a fatal way. Like, I'm, it didn't kill the show for me. And I, I get a great enjoyment from the thought of, like, going back in a little bit. I have, I still haven't, but... Going back and maybe watching it all the way through. Oh, let's now. do another podcast. <laughs> well, we tried that one time and, and it didn't go so well, but we can we can try again. Oh, stop blaming me. Okay, I changed computers I... and lost all the files. <laughs> you lost like six episodes, oh, Natalie. Shut up. <laughs> what you but anyway, Jesus. you did you did buy me cake. That's very true. Um, but yeah, like you know, I I, I don't hate the show. Like there's, there's people who have said, oh, it ruined the whole show, and I'm like, no, it didn't. 
If like, you let it ruin the whole show, well, then the problem's with you. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. You're the kind like, of... It's, it sucks stuff. that like they had to rush the final episode, but I understand why they did it. We've talked about this many, many times yeah. before. Okay, back to on. your list. Back yes. to your list. Anyway. Um, we'll talk about it in the context of Watchmen, because I had a thought. <laughs> yes, exactly. I, I said uh, angry Mrs. Coulter. Mrs. Coulter was very angry this week. Oh, yeah. Um, but then I also wrote, has Jedi mind powers? Question mark. Like, just in terms of... Not, not actually, I don't think she has like mind control, but like... Why is she coming with them? Like the Majesty, she's like, you need me. He's like, you very clearly you do not. <laughs> Extremely clearly, she should go back to the city. There's no way that she should be going with them. Well, I suppose that she is his <laughs> she, ex-lover, and they have a child together. So maybe she's can use those. She she has been nothing but a spectacular failure. Yeah, she's really been the Cersei the, Lannister. Oh, a real Cersei Lannister. <laughs> And just like Cersei Lannister, she keeps convincing people that she should be around and be in charge. It's very interesting. I find it great. I'm not. I'm not complaining about it. I just. I'm just like that guy is an idiot. Like, <laughs> what's well, her raw sexual being? You know, she's all about trying to stop people from, uh, you know, dust corrupts people and sin. But then she's all like, "Hello, let me <laughs> tell you what you need to do. I'm just going to wave my face in your face." But is it a sexual thing with the Magisterium guy? I, I, give I them, mean, it's more like a like a weird like power the, play. The priests, they've got to all be vibrating with you know pent up <laughs> sexual oh, energy. That's true. And she just walks in weird. in her form fitting outfits, and she's in the freaking North Pole wearing high heels and just one <laughs> you know tight coat. One coat with like a, a fur yeah, collar. Yeah, just a fur collared coat. I love it in I love it in TV shows when when people go oh it's winter and then just put on like one, like one fur collared coat one yeah, layer yeah. like. In Hercules, which I love, I loved Hercules and Xena, obviously. <laughs> but whenever it was cold in Hercules, or yes. they went up a mountain, Hercules would swap out his yellow kind of billowy singlet <laughs> yes. for a slightly heavier brown billowy singlet. Yeah, it was still but, a singlet, but still with his arms out, yes, and his chest open. Yeah. But no, 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 he had a. You know, and Xena and Gabrielle, when they would be in a cold environment, would just have like a cloak on. Yes, yes. So they'd still be in the short skirts and the exactly. boots and stuff, but yeah. just with a cloak. And okay, because maybe that show, he was super warm. Because those two shows, Xena especially, knew exactly what they were doing. Oh, of course yes. they did. I am <laughs> not begrudging you one minute. <laughs> great show, great show. But yes, Mrs. Coulter, sex appeal, I guess. Very angry, thing. still getting her way. Cersei Lannistering it all up over yeah, the north over really there. Is. Very good. Um, and then uh, just the last thing I wrote was, um, Azrael really seems to like the look of Roger. Yeah, uh, I was which, hinting at that yes, at the start of the... I'm sure, yes, exactly. I'm sure that, oh boy, <laughs> so, nothing good's going to come with that. <laughs> I was just like, no, no, Lyra, I did not set for got, you. What? I did not set for you, oh no. A different child? Oh, master, look here. <laughs> oh, okay. Let's get you all in bed and tucked up and have a bath and be nice and tasty. Did I say tasty? I meant cosy. <laughs> well, I wrote... Bear fight, obviously. Yes. Lyra's silver tongue trickery. Ah, oh, yes, gets yes. Gets her the, the nickname of Lyra Silvertongue. Does that stick, by the way? Oh, I, okay. I get the impression that that's that was that seemed like a very significant moment. Um, yeah, it it does stick for her. I certainly know. I don't know if she listens, but there's someone who comments on my Game of Thrones page on Facebook, whose name on Facebook is Lyra Silvertongue. Oh, okay. And the first right. time I saw it, I went, "Hang on a second, I know that." Oh, that's not a real name. Although apparently I read somewhere that Lyra is an increasingly popular name. I was going to say, uh, surely, surely girls born around sort of the yeah. late 90s, early 2000s must be called Lyra. No, but now, 
based on the series oh. and the books becoming popular again. Like oh, really? They're, yeah. Oh, they're, they're based on, on this television series? Well, oh, there have been two new books. and That's true. But yeah. Maybe it was a historic thing. Like over the past 20 years, Lyra has become mm. a huge... Anyway. Uh, yeah, so that that was a lovely scene where the bear just... Where Yorick, she's like, there's a man in your cellars. Will you free him? And he's like, yes. We need to, I need to give the alethiometer to my father. I will come with you. Like, he's just totally... Yeah, he's just, yep. Whatever you say. You, you've done this now. I, I'm, I'm... No qualifications. Yeah, all good. I'll do whatever. And, and considering that he's... I suppose it's that whole thing of I have proven myself so everyone will naturally follow mm. me. But you'd think that he might be like, maybe I should just stick close Probably to home Probably stick around, consolidate while, power. consolidate, yeah. get some new... Deputies see, in. see that—that's the Game of Thrones like factor, like creeping in. Yes, where, that's right. where this is this is a very traditional fantasy that's series right, yeah. where he's killed the evil king. Yes. Now he is king, and everyone does what he, he says. says. Yeah. Um, whereas on Game of Thrones, it's like no, no, no. You need to stay, consolidate power. Look, being don't king do the... doesn't really mean anything. No, <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> if, if anything, it's what you don't want to be. Um, Scoresby survives and has another run-in with the oh yes, witch yeah, yeah, Serafina wanted, Pickler, yeah. yeah, we should talk about that. Yeah, tells him. It's okay. We're you there. didn't fail her. She only just fell out of your she, balloon. She fell out of your balloon, which was exactly what needed to happen. It's like, what? What? She's doing those things where it's like, yes, it was all part of a plan. Yes. It's like, okay, She's right, She's going sure. to need all of us. So maybe, you know, do a so, bit better next time. Yeah, that's it. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I wrote um, Mrs. Coulter walks through containers which were created to form uh, corridors. Yes, exactly, yes. Oh, that's very true. <laughs> She's like, you see her just like striding sexily. Like between shipping between containers. Between two shipping containers full of, I guess, guns or whatever. And I was like, she's still walking through corridors. <laughs> that's right. Even when there's no corridor. <laughs> I love it. I just love that motif. That Mrs. is Coulter very in the yeah. corridor. Uh, then I wrote, um, Snake Guy tries to get the letters from Will's mum. And then Will's oh, yes. mum's yeah. house gets raided. And then Will leaves his mum with his boxing coach, I think. Still finding that whole storyline a unwelcome distraction really? from Lyra's stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, it's what I'm quite interested in. I mean, in. this 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 episode had armoured bears fighting each other and cool shit. And then it's like, and also in a house in, in Oxford. You know, like it, like there's there's good stuff and there's stuff happening with that storyline, but, but it does still feel like a distraction. I think it was good when like, she saw his snake go across his chest and she's like, I just saw a snake. And he's like, he just you are just imagining. The hell out of it. Yeah. yeah, Captain Gaslight. Captain Gaslight. It was great. Yeah. It was just like yeah. on point it was Gaslight. A, it was a very, and you know what? It was a very no wonder clever. wonder this poor woman is going <laughs> That's right, exactly. <laughs> and it was a very clever use of the demons, um, which yeah. you don't often see on the show, unfortunately. Like, yeah, just Someone a using flicker. their demon in a very clever way. Yeah. Yeah. So I, 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 I'm That's enjoying true. that storyline. I did like the fact that Will also basically killed a guy. Yeah, like punched him over the balcony. But, and but I thought that was a good use of the boxing motif. Like he's been in boxing. He's been, sure. you know, we've seen him boxing and talking yeah. with his coach and his coach saying, I'm happy to help you. And but it's kind of, it was sort like, of an accident as well. Because like, the yeah, guy, he's, he's like, he sort of pushed the guy and the guy he tripped. He tried to punch him and the guy yeah. tripped and fell off the stairs and then was like, well, I guess I'm marked now, so <laughs> better get stuffed. But um, yeah, they really. Because yeah, at the moment, because the thing is like, we're thinking like my initial thought was, oh, you're fine. Like, I mean, it's probably going to be fine. You know, you, he was a burglar and now, but then I'm like, no, that's not usually how that goes down. Like, I'm sure he would be in trouble. Yeah. So yeah, it makes every, every sense to him. And to so he get leaves his mum with his boxing coach and buggers off. <laughs> Such a, yeah, sure. Somewhere. Yep. 
guess. <laughs> it does seem that way. Yeah. He's gone. He's off. Uh, no, we will see more of him because in the second book, yes. so they've, they've brought in his storyline to introduce him. So yeah, yeah. when he and Lyra meet, it's... But that's interesting because it him. sounds like they're... Because there's three books? Yes. And so they're sort of... They're sort of dutting themselves out of a second season in a way, but I guess they'll no, probably... No, not at all. Not at all. No. They, what they're doing is the way that we kind of meet Lyra yeah. in the first book is how we start the second book and we meet Will and we, you know... Oh, okay, right, right. So they've just shoved that up so it runs tandem alongside Lyra. Right, yeah, yeah. So that by the time they meet, we already have Will's backstory. Right. Which makes sense. So that when sure. we yeah, meet, yeah, yeah. we kind of realise, oh, okay. And there was, I think... Was it David Suchet's Falcon narration a couple of yes. episodes back when they were going into the north? And he was like, oh, she is destined for something. And there is another child destined. Yes, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they're hinting very – I don't think that's a spoiler to say they're hinting very heavily that Will and Lyra's paths will cross. No, there's a reason we keep checking in with Will. Yes. Yeah, I get that. But yes. Also note, he's a lot taller than Roger. <laughs> <laughs> he certainly is. He certainly is. He, well, he's meant to be – what is he, 16 or – I think he's only 15? meant to be 13, 14. He's just, you know, a tall, lanky lad, whereas okay. Roger right. is like Roger's a, 10. And... He's a plucky little, oh, plucky little go-getter. When he said to who, you know, James McAvoy, making his return yes. after yeah, a yeah. long, you know, very long absence. He's a pretty good actor, the old James McAvoy, isn't he? Like, you know, oh, he, he, can is, really, yeah. he can really ham it up when he needs oh, to. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, it's very, very good. And, and also quite dishy. And it's a shame... You don't get to see... He doesn't really use his Scottish accent in a lot of roles. No. Is he using his Scottish accent here? No, no. He's no, using, yeah. you know, received... Yes, exactly. I thought so, English, yeah. English, so... But you're right. Yeah, he does have a, lo a lovely brogue. He does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just go check out videos of him on talk shows and you're like, oh, wow, I should use that more often. But he looks at Roger and he's like, oh, where are you? And, and, and Roger's like, oh, my name's Roger Belfour. Or whatever it is, Parslow. Parslow. Roger Parslow. I uh, work at Children College. I work in the kitchens. <laughs> like, it's just, sorry, I just spat. But it's the most, it's just, I just want to carry Roger away yes. and tuck him into bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And go, I'm very pro-Roger. You do not have to work as a child yes. anymore. <laughs> yeah, Roger, this is not okay. Whoever told you this was okay was lying to you and exploiting you. You are able now. You dear sweet little angel. To go to school. Please, yeah, that's right. I'm going to look after you. You shouldn't have a job. No gobblers are going to ever kidnap <laughs> no, you that's again. Right. And also, supposedly good people, like this creepy Lord Azrael, <laughs> is not going to look at you like you're a freshly, you know, <laughs> served up plate of hot roast beef. <laughs> so, yeah. What did you think about EO4 and Lyra's demon strategy, convincing him that he needs, he needs she's Yorick's demon? I thought it was very clever. Yeah, yeah, yeah I thought it was very clever. Once I realised really what good. was going on. I, like, I had forgotten that from the books and once it started happening, I went, oh, that's right. Yeah, it, it it's really actually is. it's actually very clever. Because um, it's, it's the kind of thing that a clever kid could come up with. Yeah, exactly. Like, I never would. I'm just not that bright, yeah. but it's it's not so outside of you know when you have kids in story like a Lisa Simpson and yeah. I love Lisa Simpson. I think she's a much maligned character in The Simpsons. I love her, but she's so clever. She's yes. she's, she's she's a very smart girl. She's eight years old, but she's got you know the life experience and brains. Of <laughs> yes, a, you know, seventy year old of Ruth Bader Ginsburg basically. Yes. She's basically Ruth Bader Ginsburg <laughs> in an eight year old's body. Um, but I love it when they're the 
potential of what a kid would come up with matches kind of what yeah totally is, and especially with real especially with what we've seen with Same Lyra with Will so far boxing yeah yeah and trying to help his mum it's age appropriate and, and that was set up like it was set up that he does boxing yeah and that you know he could defend himself if needed if need yeah. be so that's fine like the show's done a bit of lifting and we've spent a lot of time with Lyra now we know what what her personality is we know that she's very clever um and she can think on the fly and so she does and it, it totally makes sense I never I never once thought Oh, that that doesn't make any sense. It's like no, no, all this makes sense. Yeah. Like it all was very good, hung together, um, and then uh, it, it did. Like like the only thing that I was a bit sort of thrown by was the the. I feel like the show forgot to explain where Yorick was because she seemed very confident. Like obviously she she checked the alethiometer. Mm. And I guess the show figured that would be enough for us, but it's like, no, no, I needed to see a shot of him landing with Roger, him telling Roger, stay here, yeah. and then running. That's all I needed. It, no, no more than 30 seconds. That's all that would have taken. But just to ground me in the idea of, yes, Yorick is definitely coming, because I was like, maybe he's not coming. She seems very sure. Like, she has the alethiometer, but like... I don't know. Like, it just, it like, just something for me as a viewer, I was like, why are we assuming that's true? Like, obviously because the alethiometer said so. Mm. It, just seemed, it just seemed like they missed a step. Yeah. Like, it, yeah, it seemed I like they were, they were cramming in a lot to this episode, and I just, that felt off to me. And, and do also... Do you think that they might have been keeping it for the surprise? So Lyra has another sort of emotional catch-up well, with but then, Roger? But then, like, so she is a prisoner... She cons her way into speaking with, Yo not Yorick, um, Yofa. Yofa. Racknesson. Racknesson. Um, she convinces him that she is Yorick's demon, mm. sent ahead for some reason. No, she could... Or she escaped. She, yeah, they're like witch demons. They can get far away. Sure. But, but, like, I guess he sent... But what was... It, it didn't make too much sense to me. I'm, I was like, I didn't understand what her rationale was. I guess because they found her, like yeah. And, so she and tried so to say, was I like, was on my way here to. Yes. I want to be your demon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to okay. tell you how to defeat Yorick. Yeah, but then later on, like so, obviously she convinces Yofa that she is Yorick's demon. But then I guess she has the run of the place because then. Yorick arrives and there's yeah, she's just standing no there. other bears around yeah. and she's just standing there and they have a normal conversation. volume conversation about how yeah. like she's, I've, she's I've done, done this thing. thing yeah. yeah, and he's like, no, 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 you did the right thing. Yeah, I thought the whole point was that she was going to um, have to stand next to him because he did say that. It's like, no, you will stay here with me mm. and that she would have to be trying to look at Yorick going, you know, and trying to communicate with yes. her eyes or something, or that he would know, like, oh, mm. she's done something here. I've just got to trust her. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, which would yeah, have which would have added to the stakes, but then she got to just stand there with no other bears around and just explain exactly what she had done, what yeah. the stakes were, and what he needed to do next. And then, it just and then, felt when Yorick got really badly beaten up by Yofa, who was did he bigger. though? Because later on, she says, "You tricked a bear." Oh yeah. Right. So was he like playing as if he was hurt more than he was? I think I think there was a bit of that, but at the point was anyway, he definitely she got hurt. thought he was hurt yes. more than he was perhaps, and she rushed to him, and then he went, 
why are you helping him? Liar! And surely she could have just said something like, no, but I have to, I'm his demon, like... You've got to kill him or something, but then I suppose, yeah, why bother? Just get it over with. <laughs> sure, yeah, at that, at that point, just get it done. At that point, just, yes, have him realise and go, I've been a massive fuckwit. <laughs> Which he has. Excuse um, my language. Uh, other people have pointed this out, but the um, I can see where they spent their CGI money this um, this season. Episode? Uh, th- this fight. season. Because, uh, yeah, that fight was incredible. Yeah, really uh, well Basically, you see all the muscles yeah, under like, the bear skin moving. Like it's stuff? it's two polar bears fighting each other, like two giant polar bears, yeah. and I, I buy it one hundred percent. Do you think that's a porn category you can find online? <laughs> polar bear fight. <laughs> Almost certainly. Yeah. I'm not going to say no because it definitely Should exists. I look it up and then... <laughs> it's just not like unless you want to get some weird two... Facebook ads for the next six months. <laughs> two dudes dressed as polar bears. Sure. Just slapping on. It's better not awaken anything in me. I'd be. Down to watch that. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, what Fair else enough. was about this episode? Oh, yes. Yeah, so we had, like, we kind of had our contractually obligated scene of Lin Manuel. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, and also appearing in this episode. Yeah. It was um, a bit odd. It kind of was a rehash of last week's conversation with Serafina. It really was. It felt very redundant. And it was literally just to say, and also Lee is fine yeah. after this thing happened that you can't really remember because we tacked it on to the end of last episode. But, she, but, she, but we knew that from. Uh, Lyra checking the alethiometer. Yeah, but again, well, but again, like, so I, I appreciated the fact that they did actually show him because, again, like, as a viewer, I need to see that. Like, it can't just be, it can't just be, yes, I've, yeah, I've checked my magical device and it says he's fine. Yeah. It's oh, like, yeah. I had one big continuity e- e- oh, issue with yeah. this episode. Thank you. I'm glad. I don't know what was about that you just said right. that I've interrupted you, but I realize now. So, Mrs. Coulter, uh, so Yorick uh, defeats Yofa and yes. becomes king. One would assume fairly immediately he has that conversation with Lyra and then he takes her out. Yeah, to there, there find seem to Roger. be some time jumps. But not it can't be that long. They're not gonna leave no. Roger in the snow That's by right, himself yes. for exactly. two weeks while he consolidates power. <laughs> it's like, no no no, they go out there to find it. It was hopefully the same, the same day. day. <laughs> Cut two. The Magisterium in London, yeah. Londinium, I think they call it here. Oh, okay. Uh, and sure, why it's, not? I think they do, actually. <laughs> sure. Which no, no, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Batman. I think the 60s cartoon Batman had Londinium. Like, they never called it London. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that, that's I'm right. sure yeah, I've exactly. heard Tony Martin talking about that. Because it was like, I think he, he said something like, they can't call it London for copyright reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Good joke. But, um, yeah, so it cuts to the Magisterium and one guy... Look, they all—they've all blended in to one the bunch of the magisterium. But one of them sort of struts up to the other two, going, "Oh well, you all look serious." And he's like, "Eo for Ragnarsson is dead." And, yes. And, and I was like, "How yeah. do they know that so quickly? Like, did well, they send a raven? Like a Game yeah, of Thrones no, style fast track that express is post true, raven? Yeah. yeah, exactly. They know. And then they rock up." In the north, mm. having got there, I imagine by airship. Well, what, what I what I did, sorry, to, sorry, to Bolvanga, I assume, yes. which is where Mrs. Coulter is kind of hanging around, mm. waiting for someone to turn up who isn't that girl. Yeah, that's where the yeah, girl with oh, no that, demon yes, yeah, going. Yeah. I don't know what to do, is and then the she tries to kill her, be? and then stops. Oh, do you want to know some insane uh, news? Yeah, that girl has been cast as Galadriel in the new uh, Game of Thrones. Uh, not Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings series from Amazon. That one girl. That that girl. The the this with is no... the girl with no demon. She's going to be Galadriel in the new. I mean, I um, can see it. She's very yeah, yeah. Well, she's very tiny and pale yes, and Kate exactly. Blanchett yeah. and sort of pointy faced. Yes, 
like all the elves have to be pointy faced. You're never yes. going to get someone like me with my round face, <laughs> complete you, lack of facial angles. You, you and I are at best dwarves, <laughs> um, and let's face it, probably. You hobbits. know, I laugh, but I'm also secretly. Well, hobbit, let's, let's face it. Let's face it. Probably I? hobbits, and to be honest, I'm no, very I, happy being a hobbit. I don't. They get don't to run around barefoot in fields all day and drink drink beer, smoke weed, and and, and eat. <laughs> they smoke weed. Yeah, they smoke pipe weed. Wait, what? They smoke pipe weed. Hobbits are stoners? Sure. That explains so much. It does. <laughs> it really does. It's like, oh, Mr. Frodo, you're my best friend. <laughs> Here. Look at the stars, Mr. Frodo. Take a drag of my Indrapilly ma- Mullumbimby Madness. <laughs> Good old long bottom leaf. Uh, yes. Wait, what? Long, long bottom? Long bottom leaf. That's one of the that's one of the varieties of uh, oh, pipeweed. Yes, is that named after Neville Longbottom from Harry? I Potter? imagine Neville Longbottom is named after named after it. Y- are you suggesting that J.K. Dame <laughs> J.K. Rowling, <laughs> Her Majesty Dame J.K. Rowling, has thrown pot references into Harry Potter? Wait, uh, wait, wait! I just proved my own point. Why am I look? I've had sugar. I've been trying to cut back my sugar recently, Stu. That's admirable. Um, Yeah, hence why we're hence why we're sitting here eating, burying our faces in cake. But this is the thing because I haven't been having a huge amount of sugar, and I've just had that cake, and now I'm like, woo! (laughs) There was a noticeable lift in energy. It's good, actually. <laughs> we're, we're both we're both like rallying. This is now great. Now I understand sugar. This is great. It means we won't go to sleep until like four a.m. Yeah. Oh, it's great. It's yeah, yeah, fantastic. Screw uh, meth. <laughs> um, it's so bad for you. Sugar, fine. Sugar, it's legal meth. <laughs> you don't end up with ants crawling under your skin with too much no. sugar. That's a positive. Um, Yes, so Mrs. Coulter is in Bolvangar, mm. hanging out until someone comes to rescue her. Because then, they didn't think to, like, Lara didn't mention, hey, Mrs. Coulter's here somewhere, we should look for her. Yeah, like the Egyptians obviously just took all the kids and buggered off. They kind off, of just buggered off. But Mark Oster had said, oh, there's a lot to do, or um, um, Lara had said, oh, there's a lot to do. Mm. You'd think that they'd kind of secure things and go, okay, we're going to take you as our prisoner now or we're going to make you answer for your crimes. But well, she was hiding in the ducks, but she it's was. one of those things where it's like, Lyra knows she's there. Yeah. Surely she mentioned it to someone? Apparently she didn't. Yeah. She, I mean, it seems like a weird thing to leave hanging. Yeah. So, oh, by the way, Mrs. Coulter's around here somewhere. You might want to get her because she'll probably stop at nothing in her Terminator-like pursuit of me. So maybe just, I don't know, put some handcuffs on that. Even just a line saying, oh, we looked everywhere and we couldn't find her. Yeah. Simple. Just, just tiny little fixes that obviously never occurred to anyone. Yeah. So this, so this whole thing where he's found dead, or sorry, y- y- Yofa is killed, mm. Yorick is now king, and the Magisterium in London know about it, and then they rock up. It's so, like the Alethiometers told us or something. like. You know. I mean, airships are not travelling that fast. They've got to pack everything up. They've got to get up there. It's still going to take him like three days or something to get up to the north, and all of a sudden they exactly. rock up going, well, Mrs. Coulter... Eofa Ragnarsson is dead. Like, surely she would find out... Before they did. Before they did. Yeah. If she's in the north and maybe, like, animals go out or some witches go out and go, oh, this has happened. But, yeah, maybe there's some way that they transmit messages to each other. Like, like I mean, do they have, like, telegraph or something but, but, like but, that? But, or? but, 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 but <laughs> it was Yofa who was in bed with the Magisterium. Mm. Why would anyone... Like, surely Yorick, if he's the new one, would go, do not tell 
anyone. This stays here for now. I am now king. This st-. like who told who? Well, the how, trouble the trouble is, and this okay, is, that's all I've got to say. Yeah, no, how, no, no. who, why, <laughs> yes. when? It, it was. It, it comes was back to a, a, another trouble too with the Too much of a jump for yeah. me to conceivably believe. Well, hang on, how does he's ju- it's just happened? They've just gone to get Roger, and all totally. of a sudden the Magisterium are loading up the yeah. airship to go north. <laughs> Even if they get there in a day, mm. that's still how did they find like exactly? No, no, I totally agree. And it, they, they just haven't established a raven. Like if this was Game of Thrones, you go, yeah, it, it was yeah, a raven. It was Someone a raven. sent a raven. Someone sent a raven. Yes, the time is a bit. Crazy long, short for the got, distance. It got a little bit funky towards the end, but you know, like it's fine. We like, understand the, 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 there is a mechanism a in place mechanism that we thing. understand that somehow this could have worked. It's yeah. implausible, but at least we're working with a framework. Yeah. Um, but this has no framework. Like we don't understand how people send messages in this in mm. this world, whether it's via letter. Like you know, who knows? I don't understand. Mm. I, I think I saw a telegraph. Um, in like the mining, the metal town that they were in. Oh yes, trolls got trolls. Trollskin or trollskin or whatever they. Bard yeah, yeah, sure. Um, Bardskin, trollskin, <laughs> skin. Sorry, is that being racist troll, against troll? Yeah, yeah, that's Scandinavian it. people. Scandi North. I'm very town. sorry. We um, have superior healthcare and socialize <laughs> yes. everything. We are all in envy. Yes. Please never change. You are universally we'll, a. Beautiful, wonderful people. Yeah. Um, Who all want to immigrate to America? Remember when Trump was like, hey, we want people from Norway yeah, to come to right, America. Yeah. It's like, like Norwegians come Norwegians are like, we, we are fine. It's really? very good here. Um, I'm okay. I mean, it gets a little cold, but uh, <laughs> and sure, you have to pay about $300 for a beer, but again, I think that's worth it. Yeah, anyway. that's it. Sorry, you were saying. Um, it, it's, it's one of the problems with this episode where they obviously spent their money on the giant bear fight. Uh, we're told that there's 200 bears in the bear city. Oh, yeah. We see a few of them. We see about four other bears. <laughs> like, there seems to be... Like, at that fight, there should have been a arena full of bears, like, yeah. watching on. Instead... And look, that's where they could have saved. They could have got well, the guys from the YouTube polar bear <laughs> that's, fight. That's right, exactly. Got them in, yeah. in the cosplay. That's it, Just to you know? stand around in they a circle. They would have loved to have been involved. Fight, fight, yeah, that's right. fight, kiss, kiss. Sorry, fight, fight. <laughs> but, I mean, do you know what I mean? Like, like all joking aside, like, yeah. it it felt very low-key. Yes. And it was a fight for the because, throne and of it the... Because it happened. There was no... Yeah, there was no build-up. I sort of thought mm. that they would fight... I guess I know why they didn't, because having them fight in the open, white on white, would have been a bit... Harder. Well, not with their armor on. Well, that's true. With their armor <laughs> on. You know what? Maybe that's the other reason that they took the armor off because it was easier to animate without armor. Metal is way easier to animate than fur. True. But like, maybe like it's the way crossover easier. I, I guess maybe. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. But yeah, it just sort of happened. Like Yorick, Elira's talking to Yorick, and all of a sudden he walks in, going, "I'm here to fight you." Like there wasn't enough build. You know, like, there no, this was my idea. You know, there should have been an undercard. You know, there should have been a girl. Should have been a, a girl bear in a bikini. You know, holding up the numbers like ding, 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 and an announcer, and you know, a little bit more showbiz. Sure, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It did kind of go straight into the. Fight, also, which... Joe Rogan is there for some reason. <laughs> it's very, very unusual. I kind of understand. It's very anachronistic. That yeah, yeah, that's right. I'm glad you do. I know enough about Joe Rogan. <laughs> like, yeah, he's like a f- fight guy, isn't he? He's, like, he's a, like a comedian who became somehow like the face of MMA. It's very strange. <laughs> anyway. What would you call MMA with bears? What is it? Was it mixed martial arts? Yeah, so mixed, mixed polar arts, arts or arts. Oh, yeah. MUA. 
Yeah. <laughs> the guys who I did, if you saw, if you were in Perth and you came to see my Raven on show in Perth last year. No, it was this year. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. my God. 2019 has been a very long 2019 year. has been long, but in a good way mm. for me. I don't know about you. Sure, no, no, It's, no, it's been too. like, oh wow, I keep thinking that was a year ago. It's almost a year ago, I guess. It was January, February last year. Right. This year. This year. <laughs> the sugar is affecting my brain. <laughs> but uh, he, um, I fenced with i got a bunch of guys from they were called uh, house dark sun which i think is a DD reference okay the sounds the like fences it. yeah but they rebranded and they right. told me in great secrecy that they were rebranding okay i couldn't tell anyone oh wow and they rebranded to ursus major so like then now they've got this really cool bear oh okay right like logo and stuff so they are the fighting bears it's very exciting sure they were hardcore <laughs> they they were they yeah. were very cool. I went and did dagger training with them the one night that I was in Perth and right. not performing. It was really fun, like doing holds and yeah, 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 shit like that. I've got to get back into fencing. I haven't been to my fencing class in months <laughs> since before I went to Edinburgh, and then I was in Edinburgh, and then I was in Sydney, and then I was doing Die Hard, and anyway, so. 2020, got to get back into fencing. Yeah. I really enjoy fencing. It's super fun. It's very fun. I did it in high school. I feel like um, a superhero. It's really cool. It's but really this fun. is like. This is not even any protection. I'm just fencing with a sword, man. A sure. Rapier. I should say a rapier. But I do sword sometimes. Yeah. I was just starting to get into two-handed sword, which is like the great big yeah, yeah, yeah. heavy, well, heavy was that, sword. Was that the ones they were fighting with in um, in your show? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they were fighting That was extremely cool. Two-handed they were like swords. How cool was it? It's so cool. Wasn't it cool? It's very fun. I was like, I just want to <laughs> do a so show with sword fighting in it. It's going to be great. <laughs> and then I had to work out, do I do the sword fighting? <laughs> That's why I went to start fencing. And then I realized, no, these guys are way better. Yeah. I should get them to do it. They should totally do this. And they loved it. I think yeah. they really enjoyed it because they were all in – because normally when they're fencing, this is Prima Sparta in Brisbane. They're amazing. Mm. And they have the most amazing um, Baroque uh, uniforms, uh, like doublet, hose, mm. puffy shirt, hat, yeah, you yeah. know, the full deal. They look Incredible, black and white. I'm sure they incredible. hate being called this, but they look like musketeers. Like it's yes, like, you know, yes, like, it's yeah. that yeah, 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 yeah. musketeer kind of style thing. That's the the sort of Italian uh, Spanish. Sorry, Spanish yeah. is their main style of fencing. But anyway, so they're all in plain clothes. They just look like regular people. Yes, um, I had one girl, and the rest were guys. And yeah, and then they would get up and do the little fake out where I would get them to fence with plastic. It was actually clothes. really well done because they would they, they would start like very tentatively, and then very rapidly progress into really like yeah. going for it. Yeah. And the tension in that room was seriously. Oh, that's good. Because people, some people would instantly like get the joke. You could tell other people were like, Some, someone's going to have an eye out pretty soon. Like this is very, <laughs> this is dangerous. You know, it just, it was lovely to, to have that sort of weird yeah. mixed tension in the room. It was oh, awesome. It's so good. Uh, so yeah, I just want to do every show with sword fighting in it. Sure. It's just the best. Yeah, it's fun. But um, how do I do Natalie Learns to Sword Fight for an hour and get people to pay for it? That's, that's the <laughs> trick. Um, but yes, anyway, why did I bring that up? I can't remember. What were we talking sword about? Sword fighting? I can't remember. <laughs> we, were talking about, we were talking about them uh, fighting in the throne room. Yes. So, no, can you not touch the cake, Crystal? This is not your cake. She, do she doesn't even like cake. She's a cat. Actually, she likes cream. I tell a lie. She loves cream. Yes. Uh, well, cats famously. Well, this is the thing. I thought that like a lot of things that cats are supposed to like, 
But no, she really loves cream. Fair and they, they shouldn't have it because they're lactose intolerant. So they really shouldn't. Yeah, I don't know how that, I don't know how like putting a saucer of milk out for a cat became a thing because they yeah, can't. Yeah, you shouldn't do it's it. It's terrible. It's like yeah. giving your dog chocolate. Well, a lot of people in our rescue, oftentimes what we get is people who found kittens or they found a litter of kittens dumped or something and they try to help and they give them milk. Hmm. And it's lovely. People are trying to help, but it's the worst thing you can do for new kittens sure, because yeah. they get overwhelmed by it. Can you go away? Sorry, I was talking to the cat, not Stu. You're very welcome to stay, Stu. <laughs> you are entitled to have the cream. That is your case. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you ever find a cat, just you can get some very basic kitten milk, lactose-free milk. And the other thing you can use, I reckon, I don't know, certainly with an adult-sized cat is Zimmel. Mm. You know, the oh, lactose-free okay. milk? Yeah, yeah. Because sometimes when I have that, I will give them a saucer of Zimmel and it's right. fine because it's lactose-free. Okay. And I assume it's probably the same. I could be making terrible claims, <laughs> but it's the lactose hey, that's the problem. We all could. Every second of every day. Yeah. It's the lactose that's the problem. It's, yeah. you know, so just get lactose-free milk and they'd be a bit better, but, you know, take them to a vet or something and I'll tell you. <laughs> or just Google, like, what should I give baby kittens? Ravenon does not endorse any pet care advice. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Cravenon. No, that didn't work. <laughs> trying to think of a pun. Uh, should we move on then from his? Oh well, what do you think is going to happen next week? Briefly. Oh well, I, I did want I did want to talk about that very briefly because I just feel like I understand they're following the books and the books obviously have a structure and Bolvanga probably doesn't loom as large in the novel as it does in the series, or maybe it does. Yeah, I don't know. I remember it being pretty important. It just felt like like the whole driving narrative of the of the series so far has been we have to we have to find these children we have to get to Bolvanga we have to like free them we have to find out what's going on up there and we have to put a stop to it and they do that with two episodes still to go and it feels like these last two episodes like like so so this episode and then next episode kind of weirdly superfluous or, or like we maybe shouldn't I don't know like like as far as far as like a season structure it feels like the fight at Bolvanga should have been like it that that should have been the that should have been the big battle. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, for me, having known or read the books, I kind of know. Oh, there's a there's something greater. I don't sure. remember all the details, yeah, but I know yeah. there's something more to come. And, and I get that, but but just from a structure point of view, from from me coming in cold, I know nothing about the overall storyline or what's coming up or anything mm. like that. It feels very weird to have the big showdown at Bolvanga, and then it's like. Well, got to keep moving. Still more episodes in this season, <laughs> and it's like, really, okay. Um, yeah. and, and now we're doing, and and now in one episode we've resolved Yorick's whole deal. Yeah. Like so that he's done. He's yeah. all good. You know, it's like we only met him like two episodes ago. Like, can I just, throw this back at you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is this for you the Game of Thrones need for more complexity coming in? You know how I said it's the with politics. No, if like, anything, if anything, it's it's the need for more streamlining. Like I don't because like this this is extra. Oh, stuff. you think this could have been like a six series, well, six episode series or something? Yeah, maybe. Or, or just or, or if if that's the case, then get to. But then I mean, you know, you can't really get to Yorick and in the town much earlier. Mm. But but then he and again, it's they're, they're sort of hamstrung by this is how it all played out in the books and they don't want to sort of mess around with it too much. But we are, like we literally only met Yorick and Lee like two episodes ago? Three episodes. Yeah, we met them in episode four. Right, and this is episode seven. Yes, so four, five, six, seven. So we've had them for four episodes. Yeah, I guess. I guess that's fair. That's a long time. 
don't know. It just seems, yeah, it just feels like we've only met Yorick and Lee very recently compared to the other characters. Mm. And, and also, like, a lot of the characters that we were with, uh, Mark Hosta, you know, Fata Koram, all, yeah. all, the, all the Egyptians, still weird about that, but anyway, <laughs> they're gone now, that's going to be better. Um, they're gone. Like, they, they've just go away. They're like, you've been with us up till now, and now you are out of the story. Bye. Right, and, and and that's it's funny. It seems like like it's a very sort of Hobbit, Lord of the Rings, like like proper old school fantasy sort of trope, where like people will will join the hero for parts of the journey, and then carve away again. And maybe maybe it is Game of Thrones that's sort of spoiling me for it a bit. But, yeah, but it does feel like they just sort of like you resolve the central conflict of the season, and like there's plenty of obviously plenty more room to go. But it's yeah. like. You, Which I think you maybe, to get to but and find maybe your that's friend. why they've brought, uh, they've ramped up the will side of things to kind of go, oh, there's more here, and, and they keep dropping in the same footage of uh, sure. sexy priest from Fleabag. To, yeah, just over and over and yeah. over again. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe. I mean, it, it's just, it's not quite clicking for me. I, like, something about it feels weirdly off putting. But then there's, there's one more episode to the season. Yes. And I imagine. Uh, <laughs> I imagine whatever uh, Lord Azrael is looking at Roger for will be revealed next next week. Because, uh, um, no like, you comment. know, they, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because it just seems like you know, oh boy, they couldn't have telegraphed that any any harder. Yeah. You know, he's just like, why, why, no, no, you're not supposed no. to be. Hey, oh, oh, it's you, all fine. You brought a a different other child. Yeah, it's all fine. Excellent, much better. Hello, yeah. <laughs> hello, come in. Yeah. Yeah. So I anyway. think we should wrap up there. Yes, we definitely um, should. We talked for a long time. Because we need to get on to Watchmen. Yes, we do. Uh, uh, how, oh, yeah. Minute so challenge. Minute challenge. So my minute challenge for Watchmen was yes. I drew an egg. Uh-huh. And in the egg, I placed items which I thought in descending order of importance. <laughs> Actually, it's not probably not true because I put the racist zapper at the bottom, and I probably should have put that further up top. But I, I didn't started, even mention the cavalry. Yeah, okay, yep, yep. Uh, dong, dong? Question yeah. mark. I just have some dong placement issues. That's too. it. If you've been following, and I assume you do follow Natalie on Twitter, she has a dong theory. Yeah, yeah. Would you call it a theory? I just well, I, had a question. Just a, a general sort of, yeah, a query. A query, I guess. I just think they put the dong in the wrong place. I don't understand what you mean it's, by it's that. It's a wrong dong. It's the wrong dong. It's too high. What do you mean too high? Like he's kneeling at one point and the dong is like like just under where his belly button would be. Like it's... it's, it's like well, I mean, he's sort of tucked in. Down. He's tucked in. So it's like... Yeah, but it should be like... He shouldn't be able to see it. it should he's be like, kneeling on his own... See the thing you say that, and yet the Look, guy who I, plays Doctor Manhattan is really got, he's got a lot to work with. Yeah, is no, what I'm, I'm not saying. saying. But what I mean is, he's got a lot to work with. But at the moment, it's working it's about like, two inches above where it should be working. Is my point. Anyway, let me get. I didn't. Me. Yeah, yeah. I, I will just say that there's one shot where there's, they sort of they sort of pan down. One shot, yeah, yeah, and, and it looks like a growth. Well, it, it, in, it in, looks in, like in, a third in, leg. Yeah. Like it is, it, it is, looks like it is laying on the ground. <laughs> it is astonishing. It's just, it's the way he's kneeling. It is honestly astonishing. And it should be like, if you know, if you imagine sort of this. Natalie is Natalie is currently drawing a like, diagram. There's a crotch, right? Yes. Okay. There, but it looks like it's coming out of there. 
Like it's too I didn't. I didn't see stuff. that. I didn't see that. My, I, my look, issue. I had to pause and rewind. My, but, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my issue is that it does then extend, not unlike an like elephant's there. trunk. Yeah. Sort of, sort of right down, uh, in a in a quite <laughs> a deeply just, a just, deeply upsetting way. <laughs> <laughs> or did you just feel a little bit like you didn't need to show us all that? We well, already right. know that we can't yeah. compare with Dr. Manhattan. Sure, exactly. On a subatomic level. Did, oh, which which Joe, which Joe Keen actually mentions at one point. He's like, you know, uh, yeah. I'll be I'll have the powers of a god putting my dick in people's faces. It's probably just overkill. <laughs> um, yes, so egg, dong, time, squids, uh-huh. statue, foot. Mirror guy. Yes. True that. <laughs> that. That was what I thought was a very funny yes. pun, but also because I wrote dat, like, you know, Nui dat, because it's like Vietnamese. And then I thought maybe that's racist, so I'm really sorry. <laughs> I, I just thought it was a funny Vietnamese I think it's a funny, pun. a funny Vietnamese True based that, pun. But, uh, yeah. you know, um, fancy pants and then racist zapper. <laughs> <laughs> but there was a lot about this episode. There's and I've actually, so much in this episode. Well, you do your list, and then well, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I, I had a lot of um, the same points. So I wrote Eggman at yeah, the top, yeah, well, um, yeah, yeah. which is such a great song to end on. What a perfect bloody. But you decision. know, I didn't even realize. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, the end of Manhattan, which is actually a massive deal. Uh, it's pretty huge that they killed off Doctor Manhattan. That's you that's, reckon they did? I don't. I, I think he's gone. But he's. I mean, he could always come back. There's, you know, it's a big, it's a big, it's a big weird sciencey machine. Yeah. I'm sure, like, if someone were to come along, and we can talk about this later, but like, if someone were to come along and make a second season of Watchmen, and they wanted to have Doctor Manhattan in it, they could definitely have him in there. Where I think it's genius is that it's now effectively taking him off the table if you don't want to have him in. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you can do it Um, either way. Yeah, you can do it either way. Um, So that's actually really smart because I feel like. They had to have Dr. Manhattan in this season somehow. Yeah. And that informed a lot of the storytelling choices. And I don't, I don't hate that. I love it. Yeah. But there's no conceivable way they could have done this season without Dr. Manhattan That's in it right. somehow. Yeah. Even beyond the actual structure of, the, of what we eventually got. Mm. If you're making Watchmen, like Dr. Manhattan is part of that mm. tapestry. So you need to have him in there. Well, he's um, the only superhero who's a real superhero. That's right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So... Um, uh, you know what I mean. No, no, totally. Yeah, yeah, no. Don't, he's he's, the, he's please, the only... Mass vigilantes out there, please don't come for me. <laughs> please don't cancel me. You're all very special. And I'm sure, like Lube Man, you all have your particular skills. And you're well, all, yes. You're all heroes to me. Um, but also, Dr. Manhattan has, you know, like, subatomic superpower. Sure. Thing. Absolutely. We had uh, Angela on the pool. Yeah, well, I wrote foot. That was my foot. That, that was your reference to that. I had uh, Laurie and Mirror Guy team up. Oh yeah, which was great. Yeah, I yeah, love yeah. seeing well, that. I that wrote was really, Mirror really good. Guy. I forgot to write Laurie, but yeah, she was great. Yeah, we kind of. I mean, she's so good. Maybe we'll talk about it now. Um, like Jean Smartest Laurie was such a wonderful like entrance to the show. Like I loved when she came in. I thought she was a great Silk Spectre. She really captured that character really well. The first episode that she was in the show was episode three, I think. She was killed by Space mm. Junk. And she just, she rocketed into the show like a breath of fresh air. It was mm. insane. And like, it wasn't a show that was stagnant at all. Yeah. But she came in and she just owned that episode. Mm. She was so good. And then she kind of, like, disappeared. And especially towards the end. Like, over the next couple of episodes... Well, they kind of gave lots of people their story episodes. Yeah, like and, and we already know Laurie's story. And so that's yeah. sort of... 
we kind of lost her up to and including the point like she has quite intimate history with Dr. Manhattan. Yeah, if anyone knows where a dong is going to be placed. Well, that's right. Exactly. She knows she knows exactly where that big blue dong is. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and where it's been. But the <laughs> but she we didn't get any sort of resolution because the show was laser focused on John and Angela as like the big love story, which felt like it shortchanged Laurie a little bit. She got to get zapped away and like deal with Vite and, and everyone and, mm. and, and uh, you know, on that end of things. But then, and she had like the sort of the interesting redemptive moment of, no, I'm going to arrest you. <laughs> like that was very cool. That was very cool. Where she was like, no, I think I'm going to arrest you this time. Why not? Why not? Uh, but yeah, it felt like for someone, for a character who had such a strong entrance to the show and such an amazing first episode, oh okay, she then immediately sort of fell away, and we kind of lost sight of her a little bit yeah, towards the end. I, I can see that. You know, and she was part of everything, but like she definitely wasn't one of the main players. Well, she wasn't was even of... in last week's episode. Uh, a god walks into a bar. No, 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 because she, she was she got kidnapped tied up in a tied up in a basement. Yeah, yeah. Um, so she's been tied up to a chair for an episode and a half. Mm. Uh, which, yeah, kind of isn't great. But mm. other than that, like, you know, I, I'm, I'm really just really nitpicking there. Well, then Mirror like, Guy we hadn't seen for like two episodes. No, well, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, his his disappearance was a mystery. Like we... we yeah, true. Is he okay? Like, okay, it looks like maybe he got away, but what's he what's he going to do? Whereas like Jean Smart was just tied to a chair. I guess I guess the whole problem is, is that she represented the detective side of the story. Yeah, and the, and that the, the very police. quickly, that very quickly, by that stage of the story, had gone away. We were into the big sci-fi, yeah, superhero so sort of element to that it. That was sidelined a bit, yeah, because once she came in and started asking Lady True things, and, you know, and then Angela took the nostalgia. It was more, much more focused on sure. the original Watchmen kind of law. Ironically, yes. considering she was part of the original. Watchmen well, that's right, exactly. Yeah, but yeah, no, that's it. Um, but I did, I did like her and um, her and uh, Looking Glass teaming up to uh, stop Adrian to stop Adrian. Well, to to help Adrian and then and then to arrest him at the Beat end. Him on the head. Yeah. <laughs> that that guy talks too much. Yeah. Yes, he does. Yeah, guy dogs do much. <laughs> Excuse my accent. How good is Tim Blake Nelson, by the way? Like very just good. amazing. Like very good. anything he's in, he's just amazing. Have you seen? We, I think we've talked about this. Have you seen uh, the Ballad of Buster Scruggs? No. He's like the opening. Oh, okay. He's he's Buster Scruggs. Right. You sound very interested. I don't, Never mind. That's isn't fine. it Quinta? Oh no, it's Coen Brothers. It's the Coen Brothers. Yeah. yeah. I should yeah. I should watch it. Um. It's very good. Yeah. Very good. Anyway, <laughs> you're clearly uninterested. No, I'm not. I'm just I'm trying to get into watching more stuff. <laughs> well. Did I watch something on Netflix? I'm sure I've been watching a bit. Actually, no, I've just been watching a lot of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> sure. It's so good, Stu. I, it, is, it is an incredible good show. And I feel like, okay, this this is how you know I feel like I'm getting fatigued when I keep turning on Netflix The Confession Killer, which is about Henry Lee Lucas. He's yes. He's a famous um, serial killer in America kind of in from the 80s, although he was operating before that. And this is like a five-part series about how he claims to have murdered, you know, 300-odd people but probably didn't and kind yeah. of convinced everyone. And I just can't get into it. I can't. I keep putting it on and then going, ah. Well, you know what? Don't I, watch it. I know, but it's like, a serial killer show, Stu. That's my bag. No, you know what? I, I, I've become so much more sanguine about this, like, the older I get. It's like, life is short. 
There's a lot of TV. Yeah, I know, like, but I've already watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine. No, the no, problem sure. Is, the problem is with Brooklyn Nine-Nine is because I've been watching it the last few seasons via Netflix, so I just kind of binge it all when mm. it turns up, and then I've forgotten everything, so yeah, I go exactly. back and rewatch and go, that's, oh, that's right, that's really fun. But that's lovely. You know, you get to go back and experience it again. Experience and, and it again and just go, oh, that's right, but it's just like a joke ratio that's really good. Totally. The characters feel like they're my friends. Yes. It feels like I wrote some of the jokes. It's an they're extremely so, well done They're so personal. Like, they really hit. The writers are obviously all around yeah. my age, our totally. age, and they kind of get the references. And I'm like, it's, oh my god, I yeah, it's a perfect, it's a perfect workplace comedy. Mm. Um, far more so than like I think a lot of people sort of lionize Parks and Rec, which is a very, which I've never a very seen. good show. Yeah, um, it is very funny. Um, I think Brooklyn Nine Nine, like Parks and Rec, took about a season and a half to sort of find its feet, and then you know it, it did. But it's very much like, I don't know, like Brooklyn Nine-Nine just has something special about it that yeah. really that I really react to in a much more strong way than I yeah. did like Parks and Rec. And it found its feet out of the gate. Like that yeah. first episode, it's Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah. Like there's no caveats. It's not like, oh, well, you know, after like six episodes, they really yeah, get yeah, going. Yeah. It's like, no, no, no. From episode one, everyone's in character. Everyone everyone's doing it. Knew themselves. Yeah. And every, yeah. all the way through. Like they, they totally get it. So... Yeah, but, but the, you know, the, there's been evolution. So if you go back and watch episode one now, it's weird to see, like, mm. you know, Jake especially, like, rubbing up against Holt. Yes, like, sort of being yes. like, oh, the new boss is a bit weird and yeah, he's making yeah, me yeah. do stuff. But, like, they're still Jake and Holt, you yes, know. They just don't yeah. know each other yet. Yeah. That, that's the thing. Um, and they've just they've, – they've probably ramped up people's obsessive – because every one of them has a superpower on Brooklyn sure. Nine-One. <laughs> like, they're all – you know, they've all except maybe Jake. He's the kind of everyman, but yeah. like Charles is a wizard, food chef, dude, yes, yeah, and, yeah. and like obsessive. They're all nerds in their own way. That's it, exactly. Rose yeah. is like secret. Like she's got this mysterious. Mysterious. Yeah, she, no one knows she, anything about her. She life. knows everything, and she, but she's also like brutal and, uh, you know, Terry's just Terry's massive. Terry. He's Terry. <laughs> he loves yogurt. Terry loves yogurt. Uh, <laughs> Scully and Hitchcock even are, are yeah. you know, they're they're. they're <laughs> Archetypical sort of old white men don't know what they're doing. But they're kind of they're they're probably the, the the biggest victims of like sitcom creep, where they go from being just sort of lazy and incompetent to being like cartoonish, <laughs> like just like borderline. How are you a functioning yeah. human being? How are you employed? Yeah, how are you still employed by the Brooklyn <laughs> Police Department? But you know that it is works. Like a TV, yeah, TV it's a TV thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But um, and Amy is like nerdy on a atomic level of nerdiness. Yes, like, although although that, that also that also gets ramped up as well over the that, course of the That's what I mean. Like, yeah, so that's she, been ramped up to the mm. point of like, no, you actually couldn't be that smart. No. Like, <laughs> yes, you're very smart, but just that super, super nerdy. Yeah. Anyway, um, but they all have their own, you know, and Holt is like, you know, has something very... Anyway, uh, why are we talking about this? We should be talking about Washington. <laughs> the point is, I... Haven't watched The Ballad of Buster Scruggs right. because I keep looking at Netflix things going, oh, I just want to watch something that's going to be light and happy and... Den- I, definitely I, don't I, watch I The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Well, see, normally that's why I like watching serial killer shows or crime shows sure. because I'm like really into them and I'm like, oh, yeah. Ooh. Apparently there's one that's just started, which I have to watch. Now, apologies for the title. I think it's called Don't F With Cats. Right. And it's about this guy who was a he's a murderer, but he started off by like, and this is very horrible, and I'm sorry to say this, but he started off by like killing cats, killing cats and yeah. posting it on the internet and stuff. Right. Okay. And um, and so there's like this internet 
sleuth people who turned around and that's why it's called don't F with cats because mm. they turned around and helped police find this guy right. based on his internet use or something because he was obviously insane. Yes. And then it turned out he actually yeah, had killed people or something. Right, as well. okay. So anyway, I want to watch that because that sounds amazing. Right. Um, but yeah, the Henry Lee Lucas one, I just can't really get into. And I'm like, what's that's wrong with sometimes, me? Sometimes you watch something and you're like, you know what? I don't like this. It's not, it's not connecting. Yeah. And the great benefit of like, streaming is that you can just not watch but it anymore. But I feel bad because people have worked really hard on those shows. <laughs> it doesn't mean... <laughs> you know, they deserve me to sit down and people, give it a proper go. People work hard on every show. That doesn't mean that, you know... Yeah, where are we up to? We're over an hour now. Hopefully people are still listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it. We're, we're working very hard on this show. I don't know how to find the metrics of where people drop out of the podcast. I imagine it's within the first 15 minutes. <laughs> probably by the cake. By the, by the, cake, the, cake. Ta- the cake tangent is probably... <laughs> uh, that's whittled down a lot of the audience. But yes, so Watchmen. Yes. Um, we were talking about Laurie. Yeah, so uh, have yeah, you finished so, your list? Or? Uh, no, not quite. So I, <laughs> I did have. Um, uh, where is Lube Man? Lube Man didn't make an appearance, although there is a very strong theory about. Well, who I Lube went Man and read is. that Peterpedia. Yes, Peterpedia. Yeah. Peterpedia. It's him. It's totally him. He's yeah, yeah, totally him. Yeah. Petey is Lube Man. He's Lube Man. Um, yeah. And it's uh, not Lube. It's canola definitive. oil, which is disappointing. Well, no, um, well, because in his, I, I suspect it's canola oil, but but in his little fog dancer um, fan fiction, he was talking about like uh, SPF triple six or something like like lotion. Oh, that, that's read meant that to one. be a thing. I'm not sure if that that exists in the, in the world. Oh, okay. And whether it is just canola oil, he's, he's rubbing himself in <laughs> to be a weird lube creature. Oh boy, good old Petey. Um, so, so you went through and read all the extra material? Did it add? Not all of it. I just yes. read those last, the right, last okay. couple. Did that add any context for you? Other than I probably need to go back and read more, but uh, like the fog dancing one, I don't think I read. But yeah, right. certainly the report, like the report about Dale Petey was really harsh. Uh, yeah. Like this guy was an idiot. <laughs> he's been fired. He's it was at high risk of. Well, he's he's like he's he's out. Like he whereabouts unknown at the yeah, end of the, at he's the, end gone, of the episode. Yeah. Just screw it. He was an idiot. It was yeah, it was kind of funny. But then I was I read something or I listened to something because uh, I've I've gone now and for my sins I've gone and watched a bunch of YouTube you know recap kind of oh right videos yeah. on yeah, yeah, what yeah. The, and and I really regret not recapping Watchmen mm. like actually doing written recaps but then I was watching all of these videos with the amount of this is an easter egg and this references to this yeah, this and is this something, references yeah. to this and this is from this bit in the book and from page 9 and panel 7 yeah, there are people and out there, like yeah. it's deep yeah and yeah, yeah. I feel like I would not have had that level of depth no even way more than Game of Thrones. Yes. But even if I like read the novel properly, there's still stuff that I'm like, oh, okay. And but I mean, the, be- the benefit from you would, would have been coming in cold. Like you haven't read the novel. Well, that's right. You're reacting to this I know as the a story. fresh viewer. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. You're aware of the story. So that's but, fine. Yeah. I have my own perspective, but I did feel very, very uh, lame by comparison. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, we've talked about things like the egg being a metaphor and all that stuff. And some of it yeah. I'd noticed and some of it I hadn't. Most of it I hadn't. And then they're throwing all these things out. Like, well, uh, Adrian Veidt once said this quote here and it's repeated here and this means this. I'm like, wow, okay, how you got this recap up within 24 hours of the show going to air, I do not understand. Yeah. But you do you yeah. and you are amazing. But, yeah, there's <laughs> heaps of them. But I also listened to the podcast 
podcast that Damon Lindelof did. Yes, yes. There, just there's for an the, official. Just the last three episode podcast. Well, so so they did. They've been doing it after every three episodes. Yes. So the first three, the second three, and the third three. So I just listened to the most recent yeah. one. Yeah. And he explains a lot. Really interesting. He explains a lot. And to the point of saying he doesn't know because they talk about are you going to come back for another season, and he's like, "Well, I don't know why I would at this point, and I don't have an idea." Well, so the story's done. To, this yeah. is the thing people people have said, and you know, people have said, "Oh, it's an obvious cliffhanger." I'm like, "No, it it's a very obvious ending. Like it's a it's a very poetic." I and, see. I see it as why not both. Well, sure. Like no, it no, lets no. you and make your decision. That's right. As exactly. To whether she's got powers or not. He Lindelof seems to have a very clear idea about whether Angela has powers oh, or not. Oh yes. Yeah. 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 He didn't seem to yeah, say yeah. that. Well, he the also he also uh, did an interview with Alan Sethenwall uh, for Rolling Stone. Oh, okay. And they did like a deep dive on like his thoughts about the series and and all this sort of thing. And in there, he makes it very clear that you know he, he says, "Look, it." We left it ambiguous for a reason because I, I I don't want to sort of step on anyone's theory about how the show ended, but I have a very definite like idea about how it ends, and the impression that you get is that yeah, Angela got his powers because that's the whole point. Like, but she's if not you look blue. at the not yet, right? Like she's only just eaten the egg, oh, and okay. you know, like I mean. Dr. Manhattan is blue because every atom of his was ripped apart and he had to reconfigure himself. And he's like pure atomic energy. Like, I mean, she ate an egg. So, like, I do. would her powers work the same way as his? Yeah, like, true, true. You know, would, he, would she have to be blue or would she just stay the same? Um, but I think, you know, the themes of the... Given the themes of the show, the idea that it ends with a black superwoman... Yeah. You know, I feel is fairly, I mean, for me anyway, and it's certainly like reading between the lines on Damon Lindelof's comments, I think for him as well. Yeah. That's the obvious ending. But it's ambiguous. Yeah. There is an ending where she sort of steps forward and goes plunging directly and, into the well, pool. To me, that, <laughs> to me, that was like the, that's the comedy bit of it because something that they, one of these guys was saying that Watchmen, the yellow in Watchmen as a colour Yes. denotes comedy. So when things happen or when they're tied well, to a yellow colour, yeah. it's humorous. Sure. Or it's, so uh, in this episode when Joe Keen, get, they open the door of the pod that he's in where he's going to take all of Dr. Manhattan's power, yeah. absorb it. They open the door, the door is yellow, and he just pours and out. And he just pours out blood, yeah. gelatinous yeah. blood. Mm. And that's comedy. And when they had the eggs, when she he was making the omelette last episode, saying, yes. you know, before he walked on the water, saying it'll be important later. Yeah, yeah. And she grabs the eggs and throws them on the ground, and they a yellow. Sure, I can see that. A yellow yeah, yeah. egg carton, but with a blue panel. So it's like the blue implies <laughs> right, power, but the yeah, yellow yeah. is comedy. So well, it's like both. And 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 I was like, wow, main, this is deep. This exactly, is so deep. The main the main poster for Watchmen is Regina King. Yes. against a yellow background, With but lit, lit blue. as blue, which yeah. sort of gives a bit of a clue as that's to what right, might have happened. That's right from the start. It's like yeah. right there, and yeah. that, that's a whole thing. Again, these podcasts and they say it, and you go, oh, why didn't I think of that? But it's all that hiding in plain sight. Well, exactly. Well, I mean, but it's it's just good writing. It's just really, really mm. good, well constructed storytelling. Yeah, like, and it was a, really good the way that Damon Lindelof in the podcast. Anyway, um, not to make this podcast a podcast about talking about another podcast, but um, he talks about having <laughs> a really diverse and you know talented writers' room who yes. would 
stop him with certain things and go, no, you can't say it that way or we've sure. got to say it this way. And he said that he wanted a clone for instead of the elephant. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Instead, of a, a instead of the clone, of he wanted, yeah. And then people and she was like, like we've, no, we've done clones, that would be too confusing. We've got other clones and, yeah. you know, and, and so someone came up with the idea of the elephant simply because, you know, elephant never forgets. Elephant never like, forgets. Actually, it's way better. What, so, what a great thing. And it's an elephant in a room. Yeah. Um, so, it, it, so, uh, it's really interesting that, like, when he's, you know, the writer or the showrunner, there's a heap of other people involved. Yeah, but but, it, but it's obvious, and you're right, like, they obviously, like, they, they sat and thought about this for a long, long time, mm. and it's just a level of craft that is not really, that you don't see very often mm. on in television. Um, like, you know, even, you know, to, to unfairly compare it to, to Game of Thrones for a second, like, you know... The end of Game of Thrones made sense from a macro perspective, but they just didn't. They so this, didn't get there. Yeah, and I, and, that and they was, didn't justify it. But but this show, everything is justified. Everything fits. Everything everything connects to everything else, yeah. and it's it all it all works. Well, this it's is incredible. So I had two thoughts kind of relating to that. Yes. Um, and I mean, we can talk more about the detail of the show in itself if, as we go on. But sure. just, so I had two thoughts. The first thought that I had was about Game of Thrones and how this show benefited from having the source material completed. Yes. And yeah, yeah. done 30 years ago. Absolutely. So yeah. this show was able to, and, and really had they left it much longer, it could not have been told in this way. This no. to me, this really seems like, because it, for me, this comes from Will Reeves is 105 or whatever. Yes. And it's like that is very Stretches incredulity. It, it, it stretches yeah. for me. Okay, maybe he could have been a baby at the Tulsa riots, but to be a child who and, and who is as – maybe there's other things involved, but that to me was never explained. Mm. Like how do you have a quite an active – 105 year old man yeah and his sight doesn't seem affected and he, you know so there's just that like did his time being a superhero i don't know was sure. there something so that that to me was something that stretches and and i was thinking maybe this would have been a better series being done in like 2009 so you're sort of 20 years away or 20 just over 20 years away yeah. from the original events but then you couldn't have had something like lady true um, That's right. Because the whole point of her is we find out in this episode, in She's... the fairly graphic opening, uh, <laughs> yes. that she is the, you, uh, yeah, the child of um, <laughs> Ozymandias. And uh, and it turns out, I was his son, like, Ozymandias is like an asexual, like, he stores his sperm like Howard Hughes stored his urine. Well, yeah, yeah, he's a bit of, but you he's know, not, he like, doesn't want to give women his, his precious seed. bodily fluids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, he, so you that would have been a lot harder to do that storyline mm. with her having created her own clone and the, that sort the of thing. Timeline, so Lady True is about, yeah. you know, 34, which is very, still incredibly young sure. to, to be as smart <laughs> as she is because I'm not that old. I'm, I'm older than that, so shut up. Um, but that wouldn't have worked with that storyline. No. Um, so to me, and, and also because I realised when I looked, I watched a few videos that put everything in a timeline, like Adrian Veet was born in 1939, so he would be in his 80s and Jeremy Irons just doesn't look that old. And, yeah, and Gene, although, I mean, that that's sort of, that that's almost in character because he's meant to be like, even though he's not superhuman, he's meant to be sort of peak. 
physical, physical okay. fitness. All right, know, fair like, enough. Like but yeah. yeah, so I what I mean is this particular story with its timelines yes. is the last time I think you can do that. Totally, yeah, and, yeah. Any any longer you're you're not using the original character. That's right. Anymore. And yeah. they talk about Will Reeves, they Damon Lindelof in his podcast said we didn't want to have him die because it seemed too obvious yeah. that oh the grandfather is old and he dies and he passes on his wisdom yeah. or whatever. We didn't want to have that as, as And an you know, like the 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 old black man coming and imparting wisdom exactly. and dying yeah. Yeah. is a very hoary old trope of yeah. Hollywood, which is something they very neatly subvert here. That's right. And I, I completely get it and I thought that was a very, very good choice. Mm. But to me, it, it's very much to me, I'm like, but how do you have someone still so active at 105? Sure, sure. And so to me, I'm like, I, it made me think, oh, this is the last time that series of events yes. can be can be done. And then it made me think. So, so, if, yeah. So, for the Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones didn't have its product. Um, it, it didn't have, like it, it had a. It had a very. It, it, it went from having the finished building to copy. Yes. To having, like Probably, basic, basically like a sketch on the back of a napkin. That's right. Yeah. And so, what happened was you had, from what I can understand, the D and D David and. Dan, are Game of Thrones fans, mm. but maybe they weren't fans to the level that like Damon Lindelof is. With. Well, and also they were ex- they were much less like like Damon Lindelof for all his faults, and he's copped some crap in the past for like you know Lost and and, mm. and that sort of thing. But like the guy worked on Lost, and mm. he worked on Prometheus, and he worked on The Leftovers, and he's worked on like feature films. Like he's a very accomplished like lo- like his stuff or don't like it. He's done a bunch of stuff in television. Mm. Dan and Dave for their for, sins. for all this for their sins. Like <laughs> that was really that was their us. first yeah. show. That was their first big thing. Game it of Thrones so was the first show that they massive. got. Yeah. Which kind of explains why it sort of got away from them in the from them in the end. Yeah. So it just made me think of those different experiences. Watchmen obviously is only one series. Yes. <laughs> that, that, and they've deliberately looked at it and gone, well, what's a story we can tell yeah. that ties into this mythos and this and also, also, it's not—it's not directly adapting either. Like, like it's, it's using, right. yeah, it's using so it's, the original text as a springboard, and it's creating these new characters like Angela and the Seventh Cavalry and mm. Mirror Guy and all these things, um, and a- enabling their stories to kind of be told and how they link into that original stuff. So yeah. it it gives something for the super fans, but it also gives people like me who are maybe coming in cold like a, a an anchoring point. Yeah, totally. Um, so I think that. It's not to say that they're lucky. I'm just to say that they're very different. I realise, like, yes, they could stop this story because it's a new... This is all very obvious, I realise. My other point was... I realise I'm talking in circles. My other point was, given the nature of this story is really the only time it could be told... Yes. Because any later and we start to stretch those ages even more... Sure. ...is the 20th century now is getting behind us more yes, and more. Yes, it is vanishing in the rearview mirror. So if you think about Iron Man... Um, yeah. Like his dad is a young man in World War Two. Yes. And then, so he was, but then he's... Which is very, I mean, even that is sort of stretching. And things, Tony but, Stark but yeah, himself yeah. goes back in the last, I think in the most, the last in, Avengers in a, Endgame. In, in Endgame. And he goes back yeah. to see his dad and his dad is expecting him as a baby. Mm. So he, it's like 1970 or something. So Tony Stark's born in the late 60s or something. Yeah. So his dad goes from being a young, maybe late, mid-20s in World War Two mm. to then having him in the late sixties. So okay, there's like say twenty five years there. 
And like you know, he's he's a he's a rich eccentric man. Exactly. You know, she he's an old dad. That's sure. Fine. No problem. That's fine. But then Tony, like, it's getting harder and harder to link back into World War Two stories, which is a totally, such yeah. a huge well, source a, of sure. material. That's so right. either we go start going into oh my grand because my I just think of it from my grandmother she's almost ninety five and well, she was a teenager yeah um, and joined the Wrens in she was born in nineteen twenty five so That's she right. joined the Wrens when she was sixteen yeah. almost seventeen in nineteen forty one forty two so I am her granddaughter and I'm now sure. like older than I wish I was because time has marched on. <laughs> um, well, so we're, we're literally are, celebrating my birthday today. We are, so yeah. But, so what I mean is where are the next levels of stories going to come from? Uh, so this is why Watchmen, because Watchmen is referring to something that happened in 1921, stuff that happened in 1930s with Hooded sure, Justice. Sure, sure, sure. Stuff that then happened with the, um, I guess when the Watchmen were active was in the 60s, I suppose, because they were deactivated in the late, in the, yeah, in the mid, sort late of mid, mid to late 70s. Yeah, yeah. So, then you've so, got yeah. the 80s and, and then you've got now. So... Like, are we going to no, see? No, no, I know. Yeah, I are we know going exactly to see? And there was a little bit in Black Panther, I suppose, when you saw him as a kid. It, it was it like the late eighties or early nineties. It was or the something? early nineties. Yeah, yeah. And Black Panther was a kid. <laughs> well, yeah, um, and and uh, Killmonger specifically was. Yeah, a kid. Killmonger yeah. was a kid. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So and he was growing up in in Compton or not Compton, um, or uh, uh, inner city in, LA or uh, Oakland. Oakland. Uh, in, yeah. yeah. So. That made me think again because of that. I was like, oh, thinking about like the LA riots. Will we see an origin story that starts as opposed well, yeah, to the Tulsa, kind of, you know, that, that was kind of the first one that we have seen where, yeah, like this, could you this see like the LA, yeah, yeah, but could you see the LA riots um, yeah, as, as sparking an origin story for as someone? As an origin story, that's or true. Or could you see September 11 sparking an origin? Like, I, my, Ooh, my, my mother was on the ground central and got out just before and then she had me a year later yeah so in five years will we see an origin story or 10 years <laughs> where someone was created in september 11 and then hmm. we'll feel so old we'll feel incredibly but does old. that make sense that's no, what no, it, it does made me, it does it, it made really me start thinking like we can't there'll still always be a role for in world war ii the nazis hit this and they yeah. you know there'll always be nazis totally yeah for a you know who knows how long but to find those other stories and 20th century history is now getting harder and harder for us to absolutely yeah as we say, we're stretching the time. That's it. Yeah, limits. this time window gets stretched. Marvel Comics specifically, the way they get around it is they update. Most of the other heroes are sort of unstuck in time. You can put them wherever. Um, Tony Stark, the war that he gets injured in keeps getting shifted. So right. I think, yeah, I yeah, think, yeah. I think in the current continuity, it was Afghanistan. Yeah, like it is in the in the movie. Yeah, um, they're going to have to update that fairly soon. Yeah. Um, just to, I guess, I Afghanistan know. again. Like, yeah. you know, there's... Oh, so but, Afghan in the 80s or Afghan in the 2000s? No, 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 in the 2000s. Oh, so right, so okay. the current the current comic continuity is the same as the movie continuity, right. which is, has him being injured sort of 2006-ish. Okay. During, during the unrest That makes in the me Middle feel East. so old because I'm like, I was just... Yeah. I was on my big trip yeah, yeah. like six months away. In I remember going to see that movie when it came out. In and 2008, thinking, yeah. I remember going to see that movie and thinking, huh... I really like Iron Man. <laughs> like, just, that, that, that was really well done. I hope they do more of them. <laughs> Isn't it great I, to see a superhero film in yeah, the screen? That's it. I got my wish. Oh yeah. Um, but originally, so I mean, like when he was first published in the sixties, the war that he was injured in was Vietnam. Yes. You know, um, so they they keep updating. 
the world. Well, I guess like James Bond too, that he well, that's was right. Yeah, yeah. As a commander exactly. In like World he's War II. he's gone from a World War Two commander who is who's active during the Cold War to whatever the hell he, he is, is now. And I saw you talking to someone on Twitter yeah, about yeah, that yeah, yeah. It's, again it's this week. Yeah. How it's like two movies where he's the new, fresh, young, hot guy, and then suddenly he's just then he's I like, am an old spy, old and busted, old and busted, <laughs> new hotness, old, old and busted, busted, straight away. Um, but but the other the other character who that happens to is Captain America, and in a way he's sort of the exception that proves the rule because he always fights in World War Two, and then he goes into the ice, and they just increase the length of time, time that he was, that in, the he was ice. in the ice. I was in the yeah. ice there for a good twenty five years. So, you know, I mean, it was back in the day because yeah. I mean, they they woke him up in the sixties. Yeah, you know, so it went from like nineteen forty five to nineteen sixty something. Yeah, right. And so at the end of Endgame again. Captain America is in his 90s or should be? Well, yeah. I mean, like the super soldier serum sort of... I suppose so. ...papers over a lot of those yeah, cracks. Yeah, can I get some of that? that yeah, yeah. With the wrinkles? Real good. Yeah. Um, and but, also give me pecs. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone would be a little confused. Yes. It'd be slightly confusing. It'd be like a Michelangelo painting. <laughs> yeah. Because he's... Who famously Great sculptor. Great sculptor. But for some reason, all of his paintings of women just look like really buff dudes with boobs. Mm. From the neck Possibly. down, maybe slightly more feminine in the face, but uh, that's yeah. just my reading. Of I, I actually find look, that I'm quite, no student of art history. I find that quite endearing that Michelangelo, one of the greatest artists of all time, famously uh, gay, fam- famously gay, famously. Um, like, there's a great, there's a great yeah. line. Someone said, "If Michelangelo had been straight, the Sistine Chapel would have been done basic white, <laughs> basic white two coats in yeah. a roller." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's such a great line, but you know. Um, one one of history's great artists across like you know uh, across painting sculpture like mm. everything couldn't draw women uh, yeah, just yeah, could yeah. not do it they were dudes with dudes with boobs dudes with boobs on yeah. yeah yeah it was it was yeah very very funny <laughs> but it could sculpt um, them beautifully but you know yes yes weirdly um, it seems paint. really weird yeah he could, just... he could sculpt like the Pieta is yeah. like amazing it's like my incredible it's to, to look at um, like but Mary Mary doesn't Mary no doesn't look like a guy. There. Yeah, that's right. But but I mean, Mary doesn't look like a guy mm. in that one. But like the Sistine Chapel, you see that the the figures that are supposed to be female, they're just men. Yeah, they're men with very long hair. And, you know, and, and because it's the Renaissance, all the men have long hair too. Yeah. So it's like, okay. Yeah, their nipples are just kind of slightly higher. Yeah. And sort of tucked in the back <laughs> side of things. Um, but yeah. So uh, what else can we talk about with Watchmen? So I, I guess that was my big like overarching theme that ties into time and all that stuff. Is yeah, absolutely. As as our pop, as our cultures we move into the twenties, how do we differentiate our twenties that mm. we will live from a few months? You know, well, less a few sure. weeks from now we'll be in the twenties, even though we're not until twenty twenty. I get it, but for romance sake. We're in the twenties. <laughs> We're in the twenties. We that, the that's 20s a fact. The twenties to us is signified by flapper dresses yeah. and the stock market crash and cocaine <laughs> and you know some strikes and for workers' conditions prohibition, and prohibition and, and gangsters. gangsters and all this stuff. Like, how do we then separate our twenty? Like, are our twenties going to be like our teens, where it was like, well, it was a lot about. Cancel culture or standing or, <laughs> uh, yeah, streaming got really big. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, how will no, we I look know, back I know. and separate the decades? And, and will that get easier as we get into the 20s and the 30s? And yeah. They have those easily accessible names. And, and to people who were in the 20s, uh, you know, 100 years ago, 
are they thinking about going, oh, no, but the 20s are what my parents talked about as the 1820s. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but I do, I do wonder if it's After different. After the Napoleonic Wars. If it's different whatever. for us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I do wonder if it's different for us because we have access to culture in a way that people in the 1920s perhaps didn't. Certainly mass media. Oh, yeah. And, and that sort of thing. I think, you know, I mean, I can go and find a film made in the 1920s mm. right now. And it'll be online somewhere, probably. Mm. Um, not all of them, but many of them have made it online and, and can be yeah. downloaded or purchased. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, it's it's where we have access to culture in a way that we didn't in the 1920s. Well, it was being created then. It was being created then. What we then know in many ways. is yeah, being yeah, absolutely. Um, so in many ways, I wonder, and people have wondered this more broadly, like what the effect is going to be on culture of instead of, reacting to the last thing that came along, reacting to everything that came before, mm. which is what is sort of starting to happen. Well, Disney keeps um, remaking it. Did but, I see that well, they're yeah. making another Cinderella? Oh, God, really? I'm sure I saw somewhere like a new live-action Cinderella. I'm no. just Googling. They've already done that. That's the thing. They did that it was with, one of their uh, early Rob, experiments. That with they, Rob Stark. Yeah, they, they took they out just, all the music, which yeah. I liked. They just made a live-action Cinderella. It yeah, was just, okay, here we go. Everything to know about Cinderella starring Camila Cabello. Okay. She's the chick from Fifth Harmony who left. She's a singer, so it's obviously okay. going to be a musical. Oh, it's going to have Billy Porter. Oh, it's from Sony. It's not from Disney. Oh, well, there we go. Wait, okay, what? so it, Well, I mean, Cinderella is public domain, so, I mean, they can do a, a live-action Cinderella reboot from Sony. Billy Porter from that Pose show, which I haven't seen yet. Okay. It's about uh, New, New York club culture in the 80s. He's going to be the fairy godmother because, of course, he's like uh, sure. a uh, fabulous gay man, I think. Sure. Which totally makes sense. We all wish. It's a cliche, but as women, we all wish for a fairy godmother. <laughs> Wait, is that homophobic? I don't, you know what I mean? Like, it's a cliche that girls are supposed to have a That's magic it. gay friend who makes everything better. You shall go to the I ball. don't have a magic gay friend. I've got lots of gay friends, but none of them are particularly None of them magical. are magic. <laughs> I mean, I don't have someone who just calls me up going, girl, let's go out. Like, I don't. They exist, but I just don't. I, I can't attract them to me. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Pierce Brosnan will be playing the king. Okay. This, this, I, I feel nothing at this news. You're saying these Father words to Father to me. Prince Charming. Sure. Prince Charming is being played by British actor Nicholas Galitzine. Is he, there a picture of him? Yeah. He's very young. Kind of. Okay. He kind of looks like Macaulay Culkin. If Macaulay Culkin had an earring, brown hair, and some lip filler. <laughs> uh he previously appeared in the Netflix series Chambers, never heard of it, and will play a role in the upcoming reboot of The Craft. They're rebooting The Craft. Can I, confession time, never saw The Craft. Oh, wow. Which is weird. It's not. I mean, it's, it's extremely it's weird 90s. that I didn't yeah, because yeah, yeah. it was so my era. Like, yeah. everyone was dressing as The Craft. Totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Every very... girl was wearing tartan yep. mini skirts Absolutely. and little jumpers with little, you know, wrist cuffs the, and The mid to late 90s were a wonderful time. 
Was, is that your bag? Was it? Oh, yeah. Like hot chicks in I was, a, tars, tar, I was in my late teens in the, in, the, in, the late, in the late 90s. Just it's a lot good. of chicks, just a lot of chicks like staring down the barrel of the camera like, I'm a witch. Witchcraft got very popular in the late Super 90s. Super popular, yeah. Do you remember there was always like how to be a white witch? And I feel like they're still out there, but it's all just... burying sticks at midnight. Yeah, That's yeah. all it was. It was like make a wish. So, so to speak. And bury a stick in midnight. <laughs> <laughs> well... Uh, not my type. <laughs> Everything I read was like, go find a twig, you know, wrap a strand of your hair around it, bury it in the backyard on a full moon or something. It was like, fuck's sake. <laughs> it seems like a lot of work. It's a lot of work. <laughs> I, I, I'm glad that even my stupid teenage brain kind of would read those things going, what's that supposed to do? Well, that's, that's nothing. What is what's, that? <laughs> what's going to happen with that? Oh, no, there's good vibes. I'm, I'm not. I feel like that helped me not get involved in some sort of weird, you know, essential oil, <laughs> multi-level marketing yes, scheme yeah, yeah, yeah. or something. <laughs> Inoculation via Wiccans. Yeah, yeah. Really, yeah. really. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Thank you, Wiccans. But yeah, a lot of people were super into. I, think, I don't know why, but it was like some people. I mean, some people identify it as an actual religion now. Yeah, and no, that's, look, that's fine. More power to them. Fine druids, um, you go to Stonehenge and get I naked every Sunday. We're specifically making fun. Life. I'm we're specifically making, making fun, fun of the late nineties. I'm sort making of, fun of yeah. of commercialized yes. white witchcraft. Sure. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Because everyone <laughs> wants to be a witch. Yeah. But then some people are like, well, no, I'm not. A lot of people have misunderstood the term witch because witches were healers. And people think that it's all evil. But no, I'm a white witch. So I practice good magic. So I don't hex people. Yes. I could hex you. But I don't because I'm a white witch. And let's not even start on the signifiers and the coding of yeah. white witchcraft oh boy. is good versus, oh, but that's what, like, voodoo. That's, that's black, black magic. That's black magic. Yeah. To bring us back to Watchmen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, the late 90s, man. What a time. What a time to be alive. So, anything else about the episode? I mean, I just want to talk about this episode uh, a lot, but with, I realise we're speaking more in, as opposed to specific stuff about the episode, but in... in, in well, I mean, did you feel... Because it, did, there it was really one... has made me think. This whole Absolutely, series yeah, yeah. has made me think about time and how we engage with it and how we see it and how we see... And it's taught me a lot about you know, race in America and mm. how that affects and, uh, you know, so I feel like I've learned a lot. I know that sounds incredibly patronising or condescending. Well, no, no, no. It, it, it's, uh, Damon Lindelof talks about this a lot. After the first episode, like, uh, Google searches for Watchmen didn't really, like, they had a little bit of a spike, but they didn't really go up. But Google searches for the Tulsa race riot shot through the roof. Yeah. Like, it basically introduced a generation to the, like, like, Black people know about that, yeah. but white people definitely well, and don't. And even you saying the race riot, I've heard it now. Uh, it's referred to as the Tulsa Massacre or the yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Greenwood. Green, the Greenwood Massacre yeah. or something. Yeah, so it, it's very much, it was one-sided. It, you yeah, know, it, it wasn't was, a race it was a, riot of black people no, fighting white no, no, people. No. It was white it was people a, going, we're going to murder you It was all. a group of white people who decided to burn down and yeah. kill a black neighborhood. So it was just so, it, it's taught me things. It's introduced me to things. It's, it's made me think so much mm. so i'm really um very happy if it never goes anywhere else because i honestly do think it's a kind of show i would sit down and watch again quite happily yeah totally to see in retrospect how people behave or how oh, I, I definitely want to go back through and, and watch the whole thing when i get a chance like yeah because a of... lot of people have been talking about how um you go back and you see cal how he seemed, and even the guy who interviewed Craig Mason, I think, who did the Chernobyl show, and he's the one interviewing yeah. David, was saying that 
when he was first watching it, he was like, well, they can't all be great actors, I suppose. Like, yeah, yeah, he's exactly. just a bit dull or maybe just didn't have a lot of material. But no, that was all on purpose. Yeah, so exactly. That, he's deliberately you know, dull. He doesn't know who he is. He doesn't and know they do, the story. I think, that, I think it, was, it was that uh, podcast as well that sort of pointed out that like, you know, at the end of the day, like Dr. Manhattan is a very passive character. And like yes. he, he doesn't, he's very. He doesn't have imagination. Although like, I Even beyond to... like his tra- he's trapped in time sort of nature. Like he's trapped in sort of this, yeah. this latticework jewel of time, but you know, John Osterman is a very is a very unimaginative person. Like yeah. of all the people who have been given but godlike I, powers, I took issue with that because they said on that podcast it was Damon Lindelof who said this is like oh, he created when he created his version of Utopia, mm. he created it with the Phillips and Crookshank or the Lord and Lady as his Adam and Eve. Mm. Um, because he's not very imaginative and that was his ex- – I went, no, but to me that was exactly his imagination was I've seen the best example no, sure, of yeah, creation. Yeah. yeah. So it was funny. I was arguing with him like in on the drive. I had to drive up to Toowoomba yesterday <laughs> and on the drive back I was listening to this podcast and I was like arguing with them going, yes, I know you're the creator, but you're wrong. You're wrong. That's right. That was imaginative. That was him <laughs> rather than going on oh, my own parents going, what's the best example of this that I've seen? Yeah. Yeah. Um, in yeah, I no, I, I thought that, I thought that was one example of the show. Yeah, you're right. Like, like the show doing something that actually was probably a bit more profound than what the creator intended. Like yeah. in, in terms of yeah, it was, I, it was I, actually very nice. You know, that I do he know did that because he's, he's always like, oh, but this has already happened, so you can't change it. Yeah, and it's like, but and but that we as humans, in our normal sense, without Doctor Manhattan, we have to believe we can change. That's sure. the hope of yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know, if I didn't think that maybe I could lose weight, like, then I wouldn't have. And that's, well, that's the I great. All right, maybe it's true. Maybe it's And it's true. Like, that's but, the but great the tragedy is we, of. We, we try. Yeah. We hope that sure. we can change things the next time out. I mean, and, yes, and I've Angela, had this cake tonight. Angela does. Yeah. You know, yeah, she, that, yeah, she does. You know, like, she tries to change it. And John says, like, that's the moment you fell in love with her. Yeah. He's just told her that she can't stop him being captured. Yeah. But she's going to try anyway. Like, that's who Angela Abar yeah. is. And it's very interesting that then she is the one who, you know, in my reading of it, certainly, like, then gets Dr. Manhattan's powers. Imagine what she'll do mm. with those powers. What do you think? Well, it, it is interesting, though, because yeah. Lady True, just to, to follow yeah. that thought, I know this is a little bit of a, a trail, follow, follow the thought as it comes up. So, Veet, because, of course, we discover this episode that, Yes, which, which made, just made me so happy. Like the, is, they closed the loop. Lady True is Veet's daughter. Yeah. Lady True is Veet's daughter, and also he has been on. He's been that statue the whole time, which is yeah. what we thought. Which is what you we, thought. We didn't know how didn't. that would. You told me that, and I was yeah, like, yeah. "Really? We it does look very like." I didn't him. know exactly because the thing is, like last episode, I was like, "Oh, maybe he's not the statue. Maybe it's like a maybe that's how they beam him back or something." Or and then it's like, "No, no, no, no. He was yeah. the statue the whole time. It's basically a frozen in carbonite deal." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she was just keeping him there as a trophy until she was ready to yeah, throw him out. Yeah, she didn't need him until yeah. the very end. She didn't need yeah. him to, you don't want until him she wanted to see. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, very cool. But she, oh god, I've lost my train of thought now. But she, he, he says she should not be allowed to do this because she's a narcissist. Yes. Takes one to know one. Takes one to know one. in Latin. But anyone who wants to become a god should not should not be allowed to be, be allowed a god. to do it. Yeah. Now, Angela. Mm one would assume she's a good person to have these powers. Yes. Because we've seen her, we've been with her, we know she's a good person, we know she's smart, we know she's resourceful, mm. we know she's got morals and values. Yep. She still chooses to drink the egg. That's true. 
Well, she like she's left not, with a choice. Yeah. She doesn't know for sure. So that's yeah. a definite. She's not, she's not, it's not written on there, this has my powers. But he has said to Will, you can't make an omelette without breaking a few eggs. So she's going in with a fairly good idea that yeah. this is going to work and she drinks it. So is that the same thing? Has she chosen to take on the powers of a god? Like just by drinking it, by going, I'm going to open this, well, does that negate you as... Yeah, exactly. And, and, does and making more, the choice itself change? Unless it's something that happens to you. Who you are you. as yeah, a person. Exactly. Unless it's something that it happens to you. It didn't happen. It happened to John. That's right. Yeah. Which again is extremely passive. Like he didn't choose it. It, well, it that's, literally happened to him, that's and then true. he found himself in that situation. Um, it's <clears> a big philosophical idea. See what I mean? Like absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the, it's, it's, that's what I mean. Like, like that's is, what that's what has Angela fundamentally changed who she is by making that choice to crack open a. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Is she still Angela Rocky Ava? Because, I mean, like, is Dr. Manhattan still John Osterman? You yeah, know? And, because and he's in a totally different form. Totally. Even Even when he's blue, he has... Well, he, he's changed he's, his form to sort of, like, cow, basically. Yeah. Like, like, and, uh, you know, Angela, presumably, if she does take on his powers and they manifest in the same way his do, does she then see all of time and become disconnected herself? Like, does everything mm. drive her? She's got three kids that she's now responsible yeah. for. Like, does she still? Will's does she not still feel the responsibility? Yeah, one, that's right. Assume. So she still has that responsibility. Does that tie her to Earth and to humanity better yeah. than? Yeah, know, exactly. Or, or does John, it? John would. Or would she detach? Like John did. Like, I mean, it took John a while to sort of really give up on humanity, but. Would he? Would she I love the way him giving up on pants is like a metaphor for him giving up on him. Yeah, yeah, that's right. We've all been there. Um, but <laughs> there's one thing I know about you, Stu. It's your love of a pants-free weekend. Oh, absolutely. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm, home, I'm going to full up. Manhattan if I'm if I'm. Are you looking forward out. to a Christmas break at all, or you got time? Oh off? yes, no, no. I'm, tomorrow is my last day of work oh, uh, for the year, and then I've got three weeks off. Three so, weeks. That's three great. weeks. It's a very good. Oh, break. we could maybe do some podcasting then. We could. I was planning yeah. on it. Yeah, oh, great. absolutely. Yes. Cool. <laughs> so I didn't want to, you know, because I know it's a busy time for journos around Christmas. No, totally. Yeah, yeah. But no, I cleared the decks, so oh. it's family time and podcast time. Yay! Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. I'll Doing have to lots get... of stuff. I have to get writing a Doctor Who thing we can record. Yeah. <laughs> got to do that. Oh, so many things to so do. So many things. Well, I mean, we're, we're facing down an imminent Doctor Who season after yeah. after a year off. I'm, I'm extremely do excited. They, have they said when that's going to be on yet? I hope it's Yeah, well, um, it's January 1st. I don't know whether it's going to be January oh. 1st for us. Yeah, but no, they're not starting the whole season. Oh, they haven't said when the rest of it's going to be. Yeah, um, I assume there'd be like a special and then they'll wait think... a few months maybe. Yeah, although I'm starting to wonder if they'll surprise us and just sort of be like, and here's the rest of the... But that would be kind of weird too because they burn through like... I think they'll boost They burn through like 10 episodes and I and then that's February and then you're done I've, with Doctor Who for yeah, the year. Yeah, I, um, I reckon they do a fun thing, get everyone keen again, set up something for the like season March or April. and then, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Maybe. I hope so. Yeah. Um, but anyway... Uh, where we landed on? <laughs> we were talking about Angela yes, and superhero yeah, yeah. powers. Well, and also, I mean, that begs the question, would Lady True have made a good god? Because, I mean, like... I mean, clearly not. But, well, but well also, yeah, no, maybe, I know, but... Maybe she would have been the benevolent dictator. But she seemed to be doing it... She could have ...basically to prove that she was better than her father. Oh, yeah, she had daddy issues. I'm you know. <laughs> uh, 
but it, it was um, – but also Bien, it turns out, I was reading somewhere that like Bien herself was smart and made sure mm. – like she was a smart woman and that's one of the – like she's quoting freaking Vietnamese literature when she's yes. inseminating yeah, yeah, yeah. herself. Exactly, with, you know, yeah, yeah. She's not a dumb cookie. So not only is she her father's daughter, she's her mother's she's daughter. She's her mother's daughter. Yeah, in many ways. And she is ensuring Lady True gets good opportunities and that sort of thing. Um because maybe she sees it as a, this is your inheritance, you know. Yeah, exactly. Intelligence. Yeah. Um, and you can change the world and, you know, maybe free Vietnam. Maybe that's the well, I end think, goal. Yeah, that, you, that you've got to really, imagine. Because it was still, someone pointed out, again, all these people on the internet who really see all these Easter eggs. <laughs> like one of the newspapers that we see in the final episode had four killed in Saigon attack. Oh, okay. I didn't as see a headline. That. Yeah, okay. It was like so one of the papers. Unrest. So the idea is that there's unrest still in Vietnam mm. being this occupied state. Yeah. So maybe, but Lady True never really, she never really sort of said that that was one of her end goals was to like free yeah. Vietnam or anything like that. But I mean, she could turn all the weapons to flowers, you know, like, I mean, yeah. like this is the thing. It, it, no, that's the thing. So I think, I don't know that she would have been the worst, most destructive. Like I think Joe Keane would have been a very destructive user yes. of Manhattan's powers. Yeah. We'll get to him in a second. But I think Lady True definitely was smart, and but she would have been a benevolent dictator. So she would have yes. just told you, you are now this, you are now this, you are now this. And yeah, I'm very smart and I have the powers of a god. So Yeah, whereas Joe Keane, I think, would have just been like, bang, bang, you're a fly, you're a fly, go away, yeah. like smoosh, 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 swat, swat, swat. Um, can we talk about Joe Keane and his fancy pants? <laughs> yes, please. Because also... Wow. What a great touch. What a, but also like he's really well oh, he's, built. Oh, he's rocking. He's he, rocking those pants. He, I mean, you know, he, he almost pulls them off. They, they look ridiculous, but he's nearly there, you but, know. But no, just I'm like, wow, he's cuz he just looks like a normal dude, but I guess it's that whole Hollywood he's, thing of like a, a normal Hollywood dude. Actor. Is, yeah, that's like, right. Holy crap, that senator has a lot of time to work out. Yeah, that's out. right, exactly. He just he doesn't look super ripped, but then it's that whole I suppose he's more lean sure. sort of. Plus, the actor knew he had to take his shirt off that day, so yeah, you know, I'm sure so he spent some would... time in the gym. Yeah, is um, there some other actor who just came out like he's going to be in a Marvel movie? Oh, I'm um, Kamel Nanjiani. Yeah, came out like and has been hitting the gym. Yeah, he's going to be in the new uh, Shang Chi movie. I don't know what that is. Shang Chi is one of the guys like Iron Fist whose superpower is that he's extremely good at kung fu. <laughs> um, I'm not even kidding. Like, like he's he's meant to be like a Bruce Lee type character, right? Where he's a dude who is so good at kung fu, it's a superpower, um, which I'm right here for. I'm Can so down. Like, I'm really good at knitting, so I, it's my superpower. I mean, sure, probably. I'm knit woman. You're the, you're the knitter. <laughs> Yeah, no, that the doesn't knitter. sound great, does it? <laughs> Hi, I'm Knits. Wait, no, no, I mean, like knitting with a K, like Knits with a K, not Knits like the lice in your head. I just want to. But, yeah, so he but he posted about, have, like. He yeah, and, and so Kamal Nanjiani, who's always been, like, you know, a, a nerdy sort of a guy, like, you yeah. know, tall and lanky, but, you know, and good looking, but not, you know, never, like, like you know, ripped to shreds. Yeah. And then he's done a full Chris Pratt. He's like done the shirtless pic where he is just ripped. He's got a six pack. I got to look it up now. Oh man, it's astonishing. And he's done like the full Chris Pratt because Chris Pratt obviously was a bit of a schlubby, like overweight comedian guy who then like got super ripped to play Star-Lord. Yeah, here you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's done, and it's not fake. Like he's done a full, he's done a full like change up. Yeah. And he's like, he's in good shape. But this is the thing, like most dudes... 
can pack on muscle pretty pretty well. Like that's the thing yeah. about dudes. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, you don't have like the subcutaneous fat that people like me have to deal with. You just no. got like belly fat, <laughs> and you just need to get in the gym, and you're like get that up. But yeah, I mean that's some pretty like he's got the the gutters there. He he really does like he's got the he's got the obliques, he's got uh, the angles. Yeah, it's, it's all working. It's all happening. It is all happening. <laughs> this podcast is just a podcast. We're just we're just drooling over Kamal Nanjiani right now. A it's... very ripped uh, ripped dude. But yeah, he he said um, <coughs> he. Uh, yeah, it, it, like he had to have he he was had trainers, nutritionists, and yeah, it's stu- a full Marvel studio main, paid for yeah. him to look like that. That's right, it, it's and a full time job. job. Yeah, and that's what's really good of him to come out and say is like, yeah, yes, anyone can do this if yeah you have someone monitoring you every day. <laughs> that's it exactly. Yeah, walking you through everything you do exactly. And to be um, fair, like I mean, Chris Pratt sort of. Had, said that as well like he said you know like i he was quite open about the fact that like you know he has people who like watch him yeah. to make sure he doesn't snack yeah you know like it's just a con it's a whole 24 it's hour job. a day job it's your job yeah. to look like that yeah um unless you're chris hemsworth in which it just seems to come really it just seems to come naturally to you and you, you just sort like of, you going just, down to you the just beach love going and just the gym. pulling out yeah of you, yeah you just you, you naturally have an athletic build, and you can just build muscle on top of that. And yeah. You have an incredibly hot wife and a beautiful children, a mansion in the Byron Bay Byron Hills, Bay, yeah. and you've somehow like cracked the dream of yeah. every Australian male. It's just really <laughs> weird. I saw a really video. Weird. I saw a video like on YouTube. I don't know how it came up. You know, you get random videos if you're looking at YouTube, and it was this dude who, obviously, he's a he's a kind of a gym junkie type dude. Yeah. But he was like, he did a thing where he, he signed up for Chris Hemsworth's workout program. Right, okay, yeah. And followed like what Chris Hemsworth does, diet, exercise, everything. Sure. For like five, six months or something. Right. Anyway, and he was kind of blogging this journey or whatever. And then at the end, <coughs> he got an invitation from Chris Hemsworth oh, to like shit. work out together. Sure, okay. And so this video shows them like doing- like, Had he had he gotten to the point where he's looking like Thor? He was showing pro- point, like, like not not to the Chris Hemsworth level, right. but you know, for a dude Pretty who's decent like, for a guy who's doing it himself. Exactly, like, yeah, exactly. Like, that. yeah, he's a ripped dude, but then Chris Hemsworth turns up and they go, holy shit. You're like, he's like, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, but then the, and this, <laughs> Chris Hemsworth is just so like, oh, mate, you killed it smashed it yeah and just get yeah i just like to get it you know get up early in the morning smash that's the other thing out. too like, if, like he's if, so excited about his exercise and if, like, if chris, chris hemsworth would just be a bit of a dickhead but he's not <laughs> he's just nice he's just a nice guy it seems in everything i've seen he just seems to be just a nice guy just chill relax it's just ridiculous pretty great sense of humor great at comedy acting as yeah. well as like you know serious yeah. stuff just touch. actually a pretty good actor Yep. Like all things considered, like he's not winning any Oscars, but he's pretty bloody good, really, yeah. for what for Very what charismatic. he's for what he's asked to do. Yeah. Um, just blessed, yeah. touched. Some people just they really hit the jackpot, don't they? Touched. <laughs> <sighs> I say this, you know, having a pretty charmed life myself. <laughs> like, it's yeah, just, there's charmed you know. lives, and then there's like charmed lives. That's true. Um, so yeah, look, maybe I can start my own app. <laughs> and um, and just go down to the beach and and do stuff. They always just seem to be doing stuff at the beach. I always feel like yeah. Well, because I mean, like when he's not filming movies, he just lives at Byron. Like he, it's know, not like he goes like, to work. Like and then there's just... shots, like the ads have his wife Elsa, who's just like the most beautiful woman ever. And, Elsa, and she's I, like, I, I, I've just yeah. come down to the beach and I'm just going to do some exercises. And then she like does some lunges and goes, oh well, that was the workout. And I'm like. 
No, when I go to the yeah, gym, that's right. I, I have to do all the things and they really hurt. That's the, that's the workout she did for Instagram. We don't get like to see the actual workout, that, yeah. That just looks so happy and, yeah, I'm like, I'm yeah. going to go to the beach. And They've got like three beautiful little kids mind who you, are like genetically blessed. Holy I, shit. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. I went to the beach one time, a few times I've been to the beach, and just the act of walking on the sand into the wind, <laughs> just that is a workout. <laughs> just like, oh my God, I can't pick up my legs. <laughs> it's not good it's not good um so yes watchman uh <laughs> yes that's what we were talking about Joe yes Joe King. King. and being ripped yeah no, no, you you got the reference like that was that was like captain manhattan's, manhattan's pants, pants. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah yeah oh yeah. Yeah. yeah like nobody wears pants like that i feel but, I but, know, I, he but would you have know had what? to get those tailor made but the thing is like i don't think we've ever seen or dr Stu. manhattan wearing those pants in this show no we haven't so i'm sure that there were people who were watching it who were like what the hell are they? Like, just, but are it, they superhero pants? Like, it, I don't get it. My thing is, somebody, ha he had to have them tailor-made. Yes. Or, they're an old pair of Dr. Manhattan's <laughs> pants that someone had lying around, and he got them. Sure. He well, bought you know, them you, off eBay. You can buy anything on eBay these days, that's he right. He bought Dr. Manhattan's soiled Brundies, <laughs> all that subatomic, uh, what do you call them? St uh, mm. Skid marks. <laughs> <laughs> Subatomic skin. <laughs> That's going to make no sense. That's what I'm going to no. call it the A title of the episode. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Nobody's going to have any idea what they're in for. This is, this is the episode of our podcast about one of the greatest seasons of television that I've ever seen. And we're going to call it Subatomic Skid Marks. Yes, but... That sounds very fitting. But... Like, nobody will know. No, sure, yeah, I know, If no, I no. was just to call I'm, it... Hey, I'm right there with you now. Watchmen is amazing. <laughs> people won't... No, that's know, right, yeah, yeah. It, it, if it has a weird title... We've got to draw like, them in and, and reveal the answer <laughs> two hours <laughs> in. Listen to the podcast. What are we even doing? What are we doing right now? We had too much cake and everything's so much cake. out of control. Oh, my God. Where did that... We had, like, half a sponge. Like, it's not that... A quarter each. It's not that much. That's true. I may have slightly dug into the cream. Oh, yeah, I probably dug into the... <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to start. Probably got a little bit more of that cream. Yeah. Mm, oh, it's good Get cream. It um, is good cream. Oh, I can feel the lactose. Um, I thought it was really interesting that they went out of their way to show Topher's reaction to finding out his mum is Sister Knight. I thought that was really cool. Um, well, that, yeah, that was that little kitty... Um, that, that, that seemed very natural to me, like, oh, yeah. my God. Because they had a bit of a fractured relationship in the first couple of episodes, like... Well, yeah, yeah. He was obviously... Or... He was obviously... He saw more... He was more switched on than his sisters were. Like, mm. he was definitely, yeah, a bit more sort of, hey, something's going on. I'm a bit of a troubled youth. Uh, yeah, well, you know, he, being the oldest, he would have seen or, or he felt understood the impact more of, what of his parents' happened death to his more. parents, yeah. And the fact that he's, you know, had to, you know, c come into a new family... That made sense to me. But then all of a sudden it's like, oh, my God, my mum is this awesome superhero. But, of course, the irony is she's not anymore. Well, that's right, exactly. And the, the implication is that even if she isn't going to eat that egg, that she's still not going to be Sister Knight anymore. Mm, because? You know, because he, um, Will says that incredible line at the oh, end. Wounds which, need air. Wounds need air, um, which is amazing. So good. I've just dropped the knife on the floor. Oh, fine. We've just decided <laughs> to demolish the cake. Yeah, we both tucked in at the exact same so, time. You know what? Let's just rip it apart. Because I don't really like the jam. I'm just going to eat the cream and the sponge now. So, um, that's... But, yeah, no, I, I mean, as a, as a thesis, that's, um, it's not a bad one. 
Mm. Especially for a thing for for a show. It was beautiful. Watchmen, the comic book, sort of was deconstructing the idea of comic book superheroes in many ways. Like like a lot of the themes of the um, graphic novel are about what superheroes are and how they're kind of a weird. Mm. They're kind of a weird thing, and they're a weird thing to sort of lionize, which. If anything has become more relevant yeah. in 2019, with you know another round of Marvel movies coming out, which I love. Yeah, but you know you which, can love something and still understand. Which it definitely has a certain gravity, like cultural gravity to it now. Yeah, you can <coughs> which understand the ridiculousness of it. Which it attained in a frighteningly short period of time, like like ten years ago, superhero movies were still seen as pretty lightweight. Mm. You know, like like you know. A Batman or a Superman might be a blockbuster, but you know. Well, there were no real Supermans. Captain America, like you know, just the idea of the idea of you know any of these like crazy characters helming a, a tentpole movie and being like the dominant cultural pop culture yeah. thing. And then this year, like I mean, like Endgame is arguably bigger than the end of Star Wars. <laughs> You know, oh, like, yeah, that like came out today, of, didn't it? It did, yes, yes. I've been dodging spoilers all day. I've got my mutes lined oh, really? up, ready to go. Yeah, I've, I've Are you deployed. looking forward to it? I am, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to see it on the weekend uh, with my wife. It's my birthday present from her. Oh, we go to Gold Class nice, uh, and see a movie. And nice. when it's a Star Wars year, I go and see a Star War. Um, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it is... Um, but it, it it's... Uh, a good one to see in gold class, isn't it? Because it'll be about what, three hours long or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you, you get you get value for money. Yeah. <laughs> you get a couple went, of rounds of drinks in. I went to the last one, and I went to the Elizabeth Picture Theater in the city. Mm. I just took myself down there because I thought I better go see it. Not so, not solo, but the Force Away, the one with Mark Hamill drinking the right. from the booty. Yeah, the last Jedi. That's the one. So I went and saw that, and I ordered a meal, but they never brought it. <laughs> And I was waiting and then the people next to me got their meals and everyone else in the little cinema got their meals. And I was like, <laughs> and this wasn't, they, they do this thing where it's like a gold, like a mini gold class. So there's only about yeah. 15 seats or 16 seats or something in these tiny theaters. Right. But it meant you get, you got service. So I ordered, you know, like something delicious, never turned up. So eventually I had to leave the movie theater to go, hi, um, I was supposed to get some food and it's been about an hour that everyone else got their food and I've just been waiting and I thought I should come out and ask. <laughs> Turns out the chef went on break. Right. my thing I think I got a pie or something and it was in the oven so they realised and they went oh we're really sorry it's burned black can we get you something else they had to like awkwardly walk in front of the people next to me to come oh, to my chair God. and go we're really sorry we actually burned it um, but we're going to make you another one or something so then meanwhile the movie is playing the movie is playing yeah. <laughs> and I'm like uh, I should have just asked for my money back or something um, they got me the thing it wasn't very nice in the mm. end, but then they gave me a like come again free ticket. Oh, okay. Which I never used. Right. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the thing. Not, not because I didn't think I, it was just a mistake. No, no, you sure. Know, I wasn't yeah, yeah, blaming but... them. Um, but yeah, that was my recollection, and I remember that probably more than a lot of the movie. <laughs> Apart from the cute puffany things. Yes, the porgs. Uh, porgs. Uh, the weird milk drinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luke Skywalker. Carrie Fisher dying, but actually not dying. Actually, not dying in the movie. And then. Um, uh, emo Kylo Ren in his high pants. Mm, yes. <laughs> and yeah, bit of a battle somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really bad yeah, at remembering. No, that'll them. happen. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You've hit most of the high points. Yeah, when they all charged in 
against they were trying to frick, they were at a oh no we're at the end of the universe and we've got to hide in this cave yes and then and it looked like did a standoff with yeah Carla. you did a yeah, yeah. standoff yeah. thing uh, that's that's really all I remember so yep. they're gonna sort that's that out I'm sure, I'm sure they'll sort that out in this one <laughs> that's all happening I'm so bad like I really should get on the Star Wars no. Like again, like it's it's something that train, but I feel like it's it's I I claim it as personal growth that I don't just I I think it's 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 partly me getting a bit older and a bit more like you know taking a step back from really engaged fandom, mm. um, but also like there's just there's too much stuff now. It used to be that it used to be that you could be across everything. Like there was a canon. To yeah. big circles, and if you were like, okay, I'm a sci-fi guy, great. Well, you need to have read these books and seen these movies, and then you can have an intelligent discussion <laughs> with other people who are into the same thing. Well, and now all, while just, all wearing your mm, "Looking for Love" in all that's the right, right places, yeah, sure, t-shirt. yeah, exactly, yeah. But, My friend Scott has that T-shirt; it's very good. Yeah, <laughs> but um, you know, now there's just so much stuff, and it's great. It's a great problem to have. Like, there's so many cool, awesome things out there, but like, you just sometimes you're just not going to see it. And, yeah. and you might never see it, and that's Can I fine. say that this is what I find about true crime, because yeah. I love true crime stuff, yeah. and so I get a bit nerdy but for true crime, and sure. so there's always this slight edge of, am I bad? Am I, <laughs> am I bad because I kind of know a lot about, like, Jeffrey Dahmer and John Wayne Gacy, and I really... <laughs> Weirdly like watching videos about Fred and Rose West and their incredibly twisted, messed up, <laughs> whole aesthetic. But it's I, like I'm nerdy for that weird That's right, exactly. Shit. Yeah. And so it's harder to bring that up in conversation than just like, oh, my God, did you see the latest Star Wars? It's like, oh, my God, did you see the confession tapes with Henry Lee Lucas or whatever? But I feel like, like it is, though. I feel like it is, though. Like, like true crime has become a genre that you can yeah, discuss with people s- in the water cooler. No, but you still feel a little weird if you go, oh, my God, how good was Jeffrey Dahmer when he did that thing? And he did, Like, not good, but... Well, but, but... Nothing he did was... I just want to clarify, I'm not standing... No, no, totally, yes, yeah. Jeff Dahmer, yes. okay? I'm... I'm not doing that. But, what I'm saying is like the nerdy kind of. Sure, but, but we, what? We, I went to a, like a murderino event right. a year or two ago, <laughs> and the girls who'd organised it had done some little party games. Yeah. And so you did one and moved on to the next table, and they were great because one of them was like name the serial killer and their nickname, like match the serial killer to their nickname. <laughs> yeah. And there's like a group of us going Gary Ridgway, Green River Killer, Son of Sam, David Berkowitz, like. That's great. <laughs> And then you're like really proud of yourself, and you're like, "I know all these serial killers." Yeah. What have I done with my life? Do you know? Do you know what it is? True crime is at the same level that other levels of geekery were at like 20 years ago, where it's sort of maybe a little bit weird, maybe not totally socially acceptable. But I feel like it will always be weird because you're talking about real people who killed real people. Sure. <laughs> you know. That's true. I mean, I'm sorry, but Thor has never come to Earth with a. You giant- take that back immediately. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Stu. You're right. You're right. He had a big hammer. He's called Chris Hemsworth and he lives at Byron Bay. <laughs> okay. Well, that's, <laughs> that's true. But yeah, it's, it's a, it's a weird thing to be geeky about. No, sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then when you find something that you're not super into, like, as I say, I'm not super into Henry Lucas. I'm like, oh, I can really take him or leave him. <laughs> and that would be, I guess, like you're going, oh, I'm just never, I'm not that keen on the Hulk. Yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. I'm not really into him. 
Yeah, yeah. Just much more. No, exactly. Angle. Yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. <laughs> that's right. That's what I'm saying. Like it's that level of nerdery. It's, it's like fantastic. you give me Fred and Rose West, and I am there. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I am on it. I am in it. I will watch I am, anything with them in it. Because I just remember being a kid <laughs> and seeing like the footage of their house and everything, and like House of Horrors. So it somehow yeah. got really, you know drilled into my brain sure. somehow and it's like oh my god these totally fucked up people they've fucked up lives <laughs> and then you just like go god, give me the depravity i need to know all about the depravity <laughs> i know i'm a bad person but lay it on me <laughs> i we did i did um I, i'm not sure if my friend Brittany listens uh to this podcast but uh she, You're about to find out. Well, she does listen to the Game of Thrones one, I know, but oh, I don't yeah. know if she's kept on yeah. with other shows. But she's a criminal defence lawyer and amazing. And she and her partner, Kate, uh, both criminal defence lawyers have their own firm. Mm. It's quite rare to have two women running a criminal defence firm. So I got them and I set up like a night for Murderinos who were sort mm. of fans of the My Favourite Murder podcast. And we're on a Facebook group on Brisbane. I said, look, I always love talking about her stories and finding out stuff from her. Would you guys like it if maybe I could set up a night, we get her along, we talk some weird screwed up stuff that she sees as a lawyer, <laughs> and then we maybe, like, everyone donates some money, we give it to a charity. Anyway, people were like, oh, my God, yes, let's, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. So one of the girls, turns out she co-owns this pub, East Brisbane, yeah. bang, had a venue, set it all up. Brittany and Kate came along. It was amazing. We had mm. about 40 people. Who all came That's a good turn raised out. about 400 bucks for we yeah. gave it to DB Connect, uh, which is great domestic violence uh, organization, sure, here in Queensland, and um, I should say anti domestic violence organization. Yes. <laughs> just, I feel like that's implied, to, I, you know, I feel I like it's yeah. implied, but just yeah. to clarify, um, and everyone, you know, and I started talking and getting into you know, overview and then sort of getting into some stuff and getting into a bit darker yeah. stuff, and then, um. I realized at one point when we started talking about um, a woman that Brittany has represented for murder. And then I went, oh, I should probably have done like a trigger warning or a content warning at the start of the, the night to say, <laughs> yeah. this is, there's probably going to be some dark themes coming out but here. But having and said that, I feel like if, if people are coming to that sort of a night. I feel it's you know? Yeah, yeah, I was absolutely. like, if you're coming, to, if you're in the Facebook group for the murder podcast, yeah. you're coming to the true crime I feel, I feel like the, the, the trigger warning was if, being part if, of the fandom. Yeah, yeah, if you were to stand up and go, I'm offended by this. <laughs> but by and large, it was women. Sure. I'd say probably yeah, yeah, 30 yeah. out of the 40 women. Well, and, and famously, and famously, true ages. crime seems to be extremely popular oh, yeah. with women yeah. specifically. This is what I mean. It's like the nerdy, geeky kind of side of things. Yeah. Like it's just really like, which I guess is why things like Law and Order or um, not even true crime, but like crime shows, crime yes. thrillers, yeah. crime. It's just. Well, there's a show called um, Criminal Minds, which is uh, all about serial killers. Oh, is it? And How have I never seen that? I think I've seen it advertised, <coughs> but I've never... It's a Law and Order style procedural, too. Yeah. It's not like a miniseries or anything. It's been going for years and years. Um, and it's all about, like, gruesome murders <laughs> and huge female audience. Yeah. Like, they obsessively watch it. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, they love it. Like, it, ju it just seems to be... Well, like there women are conventions now. There's, like, crime, yeah. true crime conventions and... That's it, yeah. Like... like Women in particular seem to really gravitate towards true crime, and there's all sorts of theories as to why. But it's yeah, it just seems to be something that really attracts What's women. Interesting, knowing what's out there, you know. I guess, yeah. Uh, but I think maybe it just like for me, it's like I've lived such a blessed life. Like if you've had a life that's been a lot harder than sure. mine, yeah. you might not be so into it. No, that's right. Yeah. Um, 
You feel like you're living vicariously. Or... Well, yeah, or just kind of going, how is this stuff in the world? I've never experienced mm. this stuff. Yeah, how, that's true. How is it in the world? How, what's the circumstances in which this stuff arises? Sure. You know, why does someone jump from like, I'm a bit of a stranger to I'm going to cut off a guy's head, <laughs> put it in a pot, and then like sleep with his body? Yeah. To feel something. It is a leap. It's a leap. It's a I, leap. I'll, I'll grant you. You know, how do they get that? How do they build that bridge? Yeah, that's right. We are really talking, not Watchmen. We've but got my far point afield. Is, but, well, if you, want to, if you want to tie it back. We're talking degree and fandom. Well, but not only that, if you want to tie it back in terms of, um, you know, putting yourself in the perspective of someone else, like, and someone who, you know, thinks differently or, or acts differently to you, like, definitely. And I'm glad to see that the reaction to it has been positive in the sense that Watchmen seems to have really dealt with this theme of white supremacy and the black experience in America mm. in ways that is very uh, true to life, even though it's it's working in an alternate universe. Yeah. And especially like, I mean, they, it does some interesting things because the show copped a lot of criticism in its first couple of episodes. Did it? Yeah, a little bit. There was a bit of pushback because it was felt that it was glorifying police, right? Because, like, obviously all the superheroes are cops and they're the good guys. And so, like, they... There was a bit of pushback of, like, well, you know, what sort of what sort of message does this show want to send to people? Like, what I are think, you... I mean, hopefully that's all been a bit more cleared up. Oh, it has, yeah, and, that, and that's it. The like, point is to as merge you, that's right, the as bad you. guys in masks with the good guys in masks. Yeah, exactly, that, that was sudden, the plan. Yeah. And so we now see that, you know, no one should be in masks. Like, mm. that's the that's the point of it. Yeah, yeah, and, and I think, you know, it, it definitely justifies existence, but it was interesting in those first sort of two episodes specifically. Um, there was a lot of talk, you know, not not slamming the show, but sort of saying you better be going somewhere with this. Like, yeah. you know, like we, we, we want to, you know, cause otherwise this is pretty damaging as a message. Like, you know, well then, the, but then Veidt had his take on that, which is when he got masks, make men masks cruel. makes men cruel. Yeah. Which, which I mean, did he dig that tunnel himself by the way. Yes. Apparently with the horseshoe. Jesus. It Christ. took him a year. Oh, um, cause he made a cake out of mud. I am surprised he did not go insane. Like the whole thing, the whole well, reveal. He did. I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of, suggested that maybe he did a little and that he's finally sort of snapping back to himself after. But the whole reveal was that he was, he had set everything up. Yeah. Basically as a way to stop himself from losing his mind. From going insane. (laughs) And even then it was like, you're not a worthy adversary because I've written all this. What a, yeah, what a, what a. He he broke the trial. He broke the the pigs in the courtroom. That's right. Like just. Yeah. The act of the, the ultimate narcissist. To, to put himself on trial from beings who adore him, mm. you know, it just because he feels such a persecution complex, you know, like, like Vita's a fascinating character in the he sense really that, is. yeah, he really is. He's so, and True just plays him like a fiddle when she's like, yeah. oh, you saved the world and no one has ever given you credit. And all yeah. of a sudden he's like, would you like tea? <laughs> like he really is. He, he, I didn't know that about him, that he's like this hugely wealthy man, but he, Gave away his inherited fortune to build yes, up his that, own. Yes, that was fortune. that was in the original. Um, Which is he's in, in based what, on, in, yeah. that is a privilege though to be able to do that. Oh, exactly, to, to, and, to and that's the thing. To be able to have an education or whatever enough, and then go, I turn my back on this. Exactly. Yeah. I turn my back on this physical, this, you know, wealth, but I already have a wealth of other. That that's it, yeah. I and mean, he has the he has the ability and the expertise, and it's kind of he, he's based on a character called Peter Cannon Thunderbolt. 
right? Who, who was one of the Charlton characters that they acquired, um, who was basically the same sort of deal, except more, much more explicitly super heroic, where he, he was a self-made man. He was like a, a billionaire, but he was also like in the peak of physical fitness. He was the smartest man in the world. Um, you know, and, and there's, there's versions of that character throughout comics. Um, and it's kind of interesting to sort of see what that, the, the, the whole idea of Adrian Veidt was to examine. Hey, stop it. Sorry, we've got a bit of a superhero fight. <laughs> yes. Between two cats. Right the, the jellicles are going crazy in the back there. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> no, um, don't, don't snap at each other. Jesus, just please. Give me a night's peace, <laughs> jerks. No, that's fine. They're just exhibiting normal, natural behaviours. Cats like to fight <laughs> like cats do. <laughs> Where's the other one, the new one, Bethany? I think she's been hiding under the rug she's been the hiding. whole time. <laughs> she's, she's, she gets really snap. She gets hangry. I would describe yeah. her as a cat who gets hangry. Sure. Because, like, I woke up late this morning because... I seem to now all the time go to bed late, get up late. Uh, and then she was on the edge of my bed and I was trying to give her a pat and she just turned on me and was like, Hah! Oh wow. And like smacked my hand yeah, away. Yeah, not into it. And I was like, wow, okay. But then she, when I, as soon as I go out to get food, she's like, no, 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 yes, food. So I'm like, I think she's a hangry cat. Yeah, just a hangry cat. It's like, I'm like, I feel you. I get it. Well, look, yeah, that's it. You I know, get hangry. That's the most relatable cat behavior I can think of. <laughs> a little bit ang angry because you're hungry. Isn't it so funny that you're like, oh, you think you get over these basic things as you become an adult? No, so no. like kids. You just expect they get it to deal with them. and hungry and they cry and they yes. act out. I'm well like, aware. Well, yes. <laughs> well, you confirm or deny. Yes. But then it's like you're an adult and people like really hurt and you're like, maybe they just need, you know, some water and a bite to mm. eat. And then all of a sudden most people are like, oh, that's so hungry. Sorry uh, about that. I was, I was very hungry. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good portmanteau. Um, yes, Adrian Veidt. Yes, I mean, just, yeah, uh, just um, you know, like, like his character is meant to be this idea of the self-made man and and a, a critique of that particular archetype in superhero mm. comics. And because nobody's ever self-made. Well, no, that's right, exactly. You know, and, and yeah, it, it's meant to be. You know, his character is fascinating because, like, what would that guy actually look like? You know, what mm. what would what would that person? He would be a narcissist. Mm. He would be. Uh, you know, very intelligent. Like, like there, there's no question that he's extremely intelligent and extremely, like, physically um, fit. And, and you know, he, he's presented in the comics as, like, a very dangerous, like, physical threat to the other heroes. Like, except for Dr. Manhattan. Like, mm. he's easily the best fighter. He stopped um, a bullet or something. Right? Yeah, and he's kind of, he, he does, this, again he does this thing where he, he, like, trained with ancient mystical masters and learned how to catch a bullet. Right, and that's kind of like the one sort of super heroic thing that he can kind of do is that if someone shoots him, he can kind of catch that bullet, um, which was not set up. Again, it was one of those things that was not set up in the show. No. So I'm wondering if people were sort of scratching their heads when that sort of came up. I don't know whether it, you it, were. Yeah, it, I was a bit like, what? It, it's it's part of the climax of Watchmen. Well, I've since yeah, seen the that's right, exactly. deep dive sure. Easter egg videos. I'm sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, that's oh, it. okay. Oh, all right, all right. Um, so... Yeah, no, he's definitely he's done it before and in a similar spot in the in the property preceding this. So yeah, that kind of didn't come out of nowhere, but it just sort of um I'm sure there was people sort of scratching their heads going, Wait, is is he like superhuman? That's it just seemed to it seemed to muddy the waters a little bit. I'm not sure it was needed. 
that particular bit because it didn't really, it didn't really do anything. Like it didn't affect the plot at all. No, it was it, it, it was just, just a tie of, in and yeah, nice. That's it. Like I mean, he could have been confronted by. But also, he could have rigged that gun if he planned the whole thing. Well, that's he right. Could have exactly, given the games yeah. warden a gun that was. Well, but that wouldn't have been a challenge then. If he True. was if he was in physical um, threat, uh, you know that that gives him a challenge to work mm. around. Um, but yeah, no, Vice 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 a fascinating character. They're, it, they're all fascinating. It was like, great that he was just brought down by a shovel to the back of the head. Yeah, like like just a spanner, like, like yeah. bang. <laughs> Wade walks up, boom. You know, he's like, "How dare you? I big." I'm a you know. Um, I wanted to talk very briefly, and we should sort of wrap up, although yes. we're still. Uh, heading towards where we were last week. And some people did listen. Sure. I assume. Uh, <laughs> but the music through the whole series. Yes, yes, yes. Because I, I, I have often gone and looked up the pieces of music, particularly mm. some of the classical pieces, and then I've meant to talk to you about them and then forgotten. <laughs> I was like, you know, obviously they had I Am The, I Am the Eggman. Is it? I'm The Walrus. I Am The um, Walrus, which I didn't notice at the time because I was too busy looking at Angela and the egg. And which is obviously a Beatles song. Those... American eggs that are like super white. Yes, yeah, they like bleach we them. Don't, we don't have those in Australia. So they have to keep are... them in the yeah, yeah. They have to keep them in the fridge because uh, there's a risk of salmonella if you don't keep them in the fridge because they they actually bleach off the protective layer. See, of I the keep egg. my eggs in the fridge. So do I. Yeah. Um, but apparently, we don't have to. No, because our eggs haven't been touched. Like and they've come, if I was they've come out of the chicken's bum, yeah, and into your mouth. Mouth. If so, I was in a cooler climate. I probably wouldn't, but because we're in no, Queensland, we're in and like Queensland we had a 40-degree sort of, yeah, day. exactly. And it's a peak. Apparently, we still don't. Apparently, we don't have to keep them in the fridge. Oh, okay. But I do. I and do, And I think yeah. lots of people do, um, just because we live in a warm area. Yeah. Um, but Americans have to put their eggs in the fridge because the outer protective layer is bleached off to make them those perfect white eggs. Um, because Ameri- Well, because Americans find the idea of brown eggs disgusting, like just collectively. It's a, it's a thing. Like, eggs are white. Eggshells are white. And if you see a brown egg, it's like... Now, maybe that's changing with the idea of, like, whole organic foods and stuff now, I, I think. I hope but, so. But certainly, like... Because ma- if you get, a like, just 12 eggs from the supermarket, I'm not even yeah. talking about, like, farm fresh eggs or anything. No, totally. Like in, in Australia. There'll be yeah. variety in the packet. Yeah, like absolutely. Get some lighter brown, the color, some darker brown. Yeah, because some... it's all about, like, the type of shell grit that the chicken was eating at the time. Yeah. Like, it's, it, it varies. It naturally varies. But, but in America... They are all perfect, pristine white because they were bleached. It just freaks me out. Yeah. To me, it's really freaky. I know. I I guess I can see from the other point of view, (coughs) like when you first discovered that all the fruit we see in the supermarkets have been chosen because their shape is uniform. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and all the the weird knobbly ones. And and you're like, oh, wow, like carrots can look really – there's a lot more phallic vegetables than we realized. <laughs> there's just a lot of the vegetables there. that are already phallic. They can be even more, more so. phallic. Or there's a lot of weird knobs and attachments. Sure. Uh, but yeah, and then you go, oh, okay, we've we've been conditioned. And it's to perfectly know that fine to consume. That, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah of course. It's when perfectly you chop fine it up to and eat. Put it in a pot. Who yeah. notices? But we view it as less than perfect, and so yeah. it gets chucked in a bin, mm. and it's a massive problem. Yeah, we're, we're throwing away a lot of. Well, I will sometimes food. look at food and pick it up and go, "Oh, but that's," and put it back and not take that one because, like, it's got marks on it or it appears bruised or something. But the sure. shape is not the issue; it's always just like the texture or the. No, that's right. Exactly. Yeah, and um, but well, I like think... I got some food before I came back here because I picked up your cake, obviously, and I bought some vegetables and stuff. I picked up a capsicum, and one capsicum was like really spongy. Yeah, and so you're like, oh, I was maybe like, not. I don't really want the spongy capsicum. And yet, that capsicum's probably fine. 
I, I mean, probably, probably you know, but I went, oh no, I just want one that's pinch. like a little thing. But we live in one of the wealthiest countries in the world and we can just sort of, we can have that choice. We can just yeah. sort of be like, I don't want a spongy cabbage, a capsicum. I don't want a spongy capsicum. No, who does? Should I call the episode spongy capsicum? No. Mm, it's a good... Subatomic skid marks is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Let's leave it at that one. Oh, hopefully someone will start a band called Subatomic Skid Marks. Um, but no, I wanted to talk about... Uh, Oh, what a beautiful morning from Oklahoma! Yes, actually, yes, we should, yeah, that's fantastic because that was obviously in the in the first episode. There was yeah. the Oklahoma, the all black, the cast. all black Oklahoma, um, which was all about hey, we're all black, we're all doing a, you know, isn't it wonderful in the state of Oklahoma? Yeah, we're, we're, the future is bright, which is how Oklahoma kind of finishes. I've never actually seen Oklahoma, but I oh really no, I never oh, have, yeah. but I know oh what a beautiful morning. Sure, obviously everyone does, uh, most people do. But um, it was a great – I was sort of expecting something like that. I didn't quite know what the song would be, but I was expecting there would be some sort of lovely juxtaposition yeah. of a cheerful, hopeful song for the future. That's it. In the, and then someone pointed out on one of these videos that, like, the side of the street that Angela ran down was totally destroyed, but then the other side of the street was fine. But And I wonder if that's, like, a production – issue because no I no that, like, i think it was deliberate i don't think anything in this show has been a accident so i think it's like yeah. the, the squids were because well the squids were contained he, to a certain area yeah and but, so it was literally one side of the street trash other side of the street okay sure so but it, i mean look it was pretty convenient that angela managed to get away from the squid fall like yeah by holding like a plastic sheet over her head basically yeah, yeah, yeah. and sort of and going running yeah really okay quickly. yeah yeah whereas apparently it's going to like obliterate yeah and lady true everything lady true has like a stigmata right through the palm <coughs> some, of the some hand some god imagery some god imagery while the there. crucifix is yeah in the yeah i felt like that was a tiny bit on the nose yeah, and was... and then like when she's about to die like the crucifix gets like, like blown to up, pieces yeah. I was like, at least oh. her last word was motherfucker. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yeah. It was like, that's it wasn't good. anything like, oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Angela survives intact, no probs, as does BN. And this is what I thought was interesting. If they did do a series two or something else, BN is True's mother. Yes. Adrian Veidt still has a bunch of sperm in his, like if he. You could create another True. You could create another clone. True. Yeah. From the clone of the... But I mean, I mean, like, would it be... I mean, it probably again, be true. Again, just made me think. Yeah, like, no, no, absolutely. Yeah, but that was the whole thing about a clone. Like, that's she had to give her clone her mother's memories mm. in order for her to truly be her mother. Yes, exactly. So maybe True was hiding her own memories in that elephant and then she could pump in... Ah. Like, she was teaching her daughter mother to be as smart as her. So her right. daughter mother would know the technology... And carry that mm, on. Like to me, enough. that was an open-ended. Like that's something yeah, you could explore. That's that's like a loop that is going to keep going another around loop around. of time. Yeah. yeah. And if 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 Vite does have all this sperm, who knows how many people could get knocked <laughs> up with Vite sperm? But what, but, I, what um, I love. the other song that they used a lot was Lacrimosa, um, which yes. was uh, it's from the Requiem. Yes. And it's credited yeah. to Mozart, but also it's also credited to someone else because he died before. His requiem was totally finished. Right. And so that particular piece, the Lacrimosa, is supposedly another composer worked on. Okay. And I thought that kind of ties in thematically. Yes, absolutely. With Watchmen as like one person wrote it and then other people came to finish sure. it sort of thing. Yeah. But that was just me trying to be like a cool internet person. No, that, that's a very good, that's a very good pull. Um, but uh, there that's... are other classical pieces that I can't remember right now, but I just thought they did such a good job 
with the music, mm. with the... Oh, yeah, and like the soundtrack by Trent mm. Reznor and Atticus Ross was uh, just incredible. I mm. think they've actually released an album of it. Or... Oh, have they? Yeah. Um, and, yeah, like it's just, it's incredible. Like the, the music is just really, really... At, at times, like it made me think a bit... But because Trent Reznor uses a lot of electronic mm. sort of music, um, it gave me almost a, like a Stranger Things vibe at certain yeah, times, especially the, especially Angela's theme. Angela has this this really there's like a there's like a very synthy theme, like an action theme huh. that runs throughout the show when like Angela's getting shit done. Um, that is that reminds me a lot of like a Stranger Things sort oh, of okay. thing. Um, which again, like, has a very synth-heavy score because it's like a throwback to the '80s, um, and I wonder if that was deliberate on their part to sort of like tie it back into the sort of 1985 sort of Watchmen style. Yeah, stuff. true. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I really noticed that. But yeah, like, just in general, like the the score was incredible. Like, it just really subtle where it needed to be, bombastic in mm. other places where it really needed to be. But just the like, use of contemporary but classical and yeah. like bringing classical absolutely into yeah. the score. Um, also, just because it occurred to me, I was trying to get straight from what Joe Keane, because he had that great monologue as he gets mm. undressed and starts talking about, yeah. you know, everything. And he says that they had the white knight and that was to try and make the laws, pass the laws to get cops in masks. Yeah. And they realised that Dr. Manhattan was around because one of their 7th Cavalry men mm. got teleported to Hilo Flats. To Hilo Flats, yeah. Dr. Yeah. Manhattan. Oh, Gila, Gila Flats, I think. Oh, right, where Dr. Um, Manhattan became Dr. Manhattan. That's right, yeah. And so they went, well, hang on a second, he must be in Tulsa. And they worked out it was Cal. So they knew it yeah. was Cal for years. That's it. That's, that's why Judd was befriended Angela, Angela and, and you know she thought she had this friendship yeah. with him, and it was, which was really interesting. I mean, I mean and thematically, sad, like really yeah, sad. It, it really does work thematically that Judd was a secret Seventh Cavalryman mm. the whole time. But I, I, the Cyclops, as it was, I don't was know like what I don't know what it came. says to me about me. But like, I really wanted him to not to be telling the truth when he said, "Like, I'm trying to help you people." You know, like, it just sort of, I don't know, like, I didn't want him to just be an unrepentant racist because he seemed so nice. Yeah. He seemed yeah, like yeah. a really heroic and, and a friend to Angela and all that sort of thing. And it's yeah. like, no, no, he was a secret clansman, basically, um, you know, <laughs> and, yeah. and was working to towards the destruction of the black race in yeah. America. It's like, okay. I mean, sure, it works thematically. It just, it's kind of disappointing. It probably mm. says something about me, but I don't know. It probably says something about how Don Johnson <coughs> played him because he was only in a couple of episodes. Or yeah, he was in, in he was in the first and episode and then flashback stuff, yeah. But it shows that he made himself out to be very sympathetic, which I think shows that the issues that I guess we all face when it comes to racism, but particularly in this case America, is how there are probably perfectly nice normal people, or you would assume are nice normal people, but who have these views and are really... Um, deep down. And are quite unrepentant, unrepentant. about it. <laughs> well, although I think, and they said this, Damon Lindelof said, they said that, you know, even his wife, though, seemed more than he, him. I yeah, mean, absolutely. She, like, she she's, a, she's a true believer. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And he was sort of more, he definitely seemed more of the mould of, 
look, if everyone can just like go their own separate ways and we don't have anything more to do with each other, mm. like that seems like it's best for everyone. Whereas she's like, no, we need to kill all black people. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. And how do you think Lady True killed them? Was it like a... Oh, it's lasers. Yeah. It just seems to be lasers. Yeah. I, I love, but because the thing is like, I, I love bits like that where... Yeah, it was probably lasers. Mm. She, it's a, it's a comic book movie. Like she's got lasers, she's got like giant, racist zapping lasers, mm. and that's fine. That doesn't script. That did not stretch my, my credulity at all. Okay. Like I was just like, at this point, I'm like, yeah, she's got a giant floating orb that's going to absorb the gods' powers, and also she has lasers that will just like zap you straight yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. And that's fine. Like it all works. Yeah. It all hangs together. They've sold it. They've sold it. A few people I've noticed said that they wish that their deaths had been more painful. <laughs> <laughs> Considering. But but I you know, that's kind of the that they were just sort of dispatched in the I, end. Like, like yeah, I kind what of, was what was held up. I was kind like of the, like that, yeah. which is like, you know what? You are irrelevant to yes. me. Like at this that. point, you are no longer required good. You do not deserve my attention yes. to torture you. You are She's like, if you're gonna kill us, why don't you just hurry up and do it? She's like, Oh yeah, I'll just yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll, just, I'll just kill you then. Yeah, apparently that's, that's a callback to well, I mean, novels as well. Like, mm, just do it or I did it or... Well, I mean... Vite has, has the famous line, I did it 30 minutes ago. That's the one, yeah. But I thought she was building towards something like that, but she just went, I don't know, sure, I'll kill you, sure. Yeah. No worries. <laughs> just press the button, they're all dead. Uh, so, yeah, you know, it was very... Um, that was very satisfying. But, like, it was very interesting too that, like, what had started out as such a such a major threat of the series, like we, it felt like we were working towards a showdown with the Seventh, seventh Cavalry. That was obviously going to be the big bad, and then it's like, well, no, it turns out they're irrelevant. Like, mm. and I thought that was really interesting, thematically, that you know you don't you, you kind of you don't get to fight racism, basically. <laughs> you know, like like you can't. Like, there's literally no way you can, and so it eventually becomes irrelevant like mm. you just you just blow right past it <laughs> it was such a good show it was I, incredible I, i'm trying it to think was... of other things to bring up I yeah know we're going hugely long but it, it's it it certainly is i think the best tv show i've seen all this year and i don't i, cl I clarify that because i just don't see that much but really beautifully done a a, a, piece, a beautiful piece of art and craft yeah, and, absolutely. Um, I'm happy if they never touch it again, but if they were to come back with a story and an idea, I'd be super keen and I'd totally. be like, I want to recap it this time and see what else it yeah, can kind, absolutely. Of, kind of give me. I, I, would, I would be so happy for them not to, it, yeah. but then, like, who knows? Like, like, if they come back, they could do it again. Because it sounds like Damon Lindelof would only come back with a purpose. Sure. And, like, I, he seems to have the kind of you know what, this is not an area I'm going to get into unless I'm fully passionate about it. I'm not yes. just here for the dollars. Absolutely. Um, and, yeah, it was. he said that he had lunch with Tim Blake Nelson, who was the one who said, if you don't understand that people see this as a cliffhanger, you're insane. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So I do see that there is that side of um, a cliffhanger thing. So well, and also, like, HBO potentially has its next Game of Thrones on its hands. I think they don't want – I would imagine they are in talks with someone. If not Damon Lindelof, then someone. If it becomes a, more like a true detective style like anthology, anthology show, yeah, yeah, like like it just you know American or American Horror Story, which it was sort of mm. lampooning at one yeah, stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In this in this thing, American, um, Hero, Story. American Hero Story, 
um, you know, it could be that it's sort of, you know, it was a sly nod that becomes the reality, you know, mm. like it becomes every season is a self-contained story that may or may not feature characters from other seasons. Yeah. You know. Um, but what else, like how do you top a giant world-beating sci-fi like a, a, well, how do you a top a how do you top that... a giant squid dropped on New York? True, yeah. You know, like I mean, that it's is, that is fair. It's like like going into this, I did not think that it would. I was watching it mostly out of curiosity, um, because I had heard good reviews, and I was not hopeful because the movie, you know, had been a little bit disappointing. Like I had liked the movie, but I remember thinking I didn't like the, that they changed the ending and they got rid of the big squid. Mm. And I, there were certain changes and certain things. I did love the fact that Squid things. saved the day. In yes. Life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was a really cool, like, reversal. Twist on the, yeah. The, the, the Squid was the doomsday device in the first one. And they saved the day in yeah, this one. Yeah, and V's like, I'll show you a right, bro. <laughs> That's right, exactly. Um, but I just thought that, um, you know, I didn't, I, I was not convinced that this was going to be good. And the fact that it is not only good, but great mm. is such a pleasant surprise. Yeah, it was it's, really And you, fun. you wonder if they... If they roll that dice again, are they going? Is lightning going to strike twice? I don't know, but I like. I, I'm much more curious about them trying. Yeah, you know. And the thing is, it would be a while. Like it's a while away. Yeah. It's not like they no, absolutely. Get anything done for next? They year. haven't been in pre-production. Like, yeah. like Damon Lindelof. He said at this, this was moment, two years of his life. Yeah. So. So it would be like 2021, 22, maybe before exactly. they even come up with another series, and maybe that's good. You give a bit of space, and it's an event when it comes yeah, along. Like that's right. it's like oh. Another season of Watchmen. And I'm so glad out. it was a week by week. Yeah. Again. Yeah, yeah, just, absolutely. You know, I hope that more shows come back to this. You get to episodic. sit with it. I get the feeling it is because I mean, um, like we talked about Disney Plus last week, but um, The Mandalorian is coming out weekly. Is that still going? Is it? Yes, it is. Yes. Yes. How many, I, um, no, that, I mean, I said that sarcastically, but how many episodes? Is it like a 24 episode series? No, no, no. It's only a limited series. I think it's like eight episodes, and they're, they're showed episode seven this week. Oh, right. Because um, it feels like it's been going for ages. Mm, but maybe that's yeah, just yeah. the impact that Baby Yoda has had. I, yeah, Baby Yoda has <laughs> taken over all our lives. But um, it, uh, it's been coming out week, week by week. It doesn't have to, mm. Disney has all the episodes, but they chose to release it on a weekly basis, and it's really helped. Because, I mean, you could imagine if they dropped eight episodes, they just said, there you go. There's everything. People binge it in like a weekend and a bit, mm. and then it fades away. And I guarantee you Baby Yoda wouldn't be as huge a thing. Maybe you would be. Maybe you would fly on the back of Baby Yoda. But <laughs> I, do, I do wonder if The Mandalorian would be so... And, you know, Baby, Baby Yoda memes are everywhere. Yeah. And, like, and every time there's a new episode, people are like, oh, there's going to be new memes. You know, mm. like, like it's a week by week thing. People yeah. and, and The Mandalorian is a very different show to Watchmen. Like it's not intricate or mm. it's very old school in the sense that it's built around the engine of Gunslinger walks into town, there is a problem, he solves it, and then he leaves at the end of the episode. It's very sort of kung fu and, you know, yeah. some of those old older sort of shows. Very episodic, no larger stakes, no, no great... You know, no great universe-spanning threat. It's just a dude and a tiny little alien child walking from yeah. planet to planet, <laughs> you know, uh, fighting bad guys. Like, it just very simple, very yeah. nice, very pleasant to watch. Mm. Um, and it's very lovely to sit with for a week. But it also, I think, helps... <clears throat> it not only helps endear you to the show, it helps 
cover probably some of the flaws that you might pick up if you're binging it? Yeah, possibly. I don't know. I wonder what the psychology is. Like maybe, you know how I said there's this show and I'm like, eh, and switching off. Maybe if it was week to week, I might have watched one and gone, okay, that's held my interest. I'll watch. I definitely feel like the, the barrier to entry is lower because yeah. it's like, well, there's one episode. Yeah, Watch the go. episode. Yeah. And especially like The Mandalorian, I think the first episode was like half an hour long. Really? Right. Yeah, it was like 30 minutes. And honestly, as someone with a young child, that is like a solid goal. It's like, here's a nice show that goes for about 30 minutes. Like 30 minutes is about the golden sweet spot time that you can have with a young child. If they're asleep or like you get a quick little break to do something. Or, oh, really? Okay. You know, like about half an hour is about all you get. Like a, a 40 to 50 to 60 minute show is probably asking a lot. Especially if it's like at the end of the day. You kind of like, I'm, I'm getting into very middle-aged nerd stuff here now, but like, you know, the, put the kid to bed. It's now like nine o'clock at night. If we watch something that goes for an hour, it's going to be 10 o'clock before, you know, <laughs> we could do anything, you know? So it just, yeah. Like having a show that's like half an hour long is very nice. Okay. See, I always forget, like I watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine because you're like, oh, it's just, you know, 20, 22, 25 minutes, 22, 22 minutes. minutes. Really easy. That's good. And then you end up watching like you two watch like, hours of it. Yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're like, ah, oh, it's just 22 minutes. <coughs> just 22 minutes. It's, it's really amazing, the psych- psychology, I think. Yeah, behind. absolutely. I, I can only imagine the researchers and stuff that Netflix and Disney Plus <laughs> have. <laughs> going, how do we see exactly when people are turning off or turning on? Or... Yeah, it's amazing. Um, I was just thinking, because we'll have His Dark Materials to talk about next week, but nothing else. Maybe we should go see Cats <laughs> and then review it. I won't. I won't commit it. to that, but I would <laughs> like to. Yes, that, that does sound like an interesting idea. We'll <laughs> go see Cats it. and talk about it. Oh boy! Or at some point, oh, because it, it just uh, the embargo on reviews just came out. Today. It lifted. It lifted today. today. And so it was reviews have started the, the coming out. The floodgates open. My God. It's a crazy film by this. It just, <laughs> it just sounds insane. Like it sounds like like a like something you have to see. But I wonder if I want to see it. <laughs> like it well, yeah, won't... you'll never get it back. No. But then at the same time, I've seen the stage show two, maybe three times in my life. Two, I definitely two. Oh wow, I've seen it once. I well, didn't I realize you've a... seen it like three well, times. Well, I saw it as a kid. Okay, right, yeah, yeah. Uh, or as a early teen mm. i think they did uh, one under the big top right so okay i didn't see its first kind of big run in theaters but in the so 90s like, they did one yeah, like under low the big rent, top in victoria <laughs> low Park. rent production no 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 it was a touring it was one of those things where they would tour it around right okay you know australia for a year and they'd be in brisbane set up for three months and then sure. and and it worked in a big top like, oh, setting it's that cat show we'll go see that Oh, well, look, I suppose it was the 90s. There wasn't as much. No, that's and right. I hadn't yeah. seen it. Because there was a time in the late 80s in Brisbane anyway, as I remember as a kid, where every second person seemed to have a Cats t-shirt, the black yeah. t-shirt with the eyes. Yeah, yeah, everyone bought it. So it must have come to QPAC. It, it would have gone to QPAC yeah. in the mid to late 80s. And then in the 90s, it was a touring show yeah. sort of version. And that's the one I remember It was a there. global phenomenon. Like, yeah, this is the thing. It was. it was a huge thing. For sure. But I remember as a kid kind of going, what the hell is going on? Yeah, it's... What it's about f- cats. What is going on? It's about cats, Natalie. And so then a few years ago, I saw it. Um, a local company here did it as a big in the round production at the right. convention center. Uh, and I, yeah, took a friend and it, look, it was 
It's <laughs> bleak, but um, that's fair enough. It's just, yeah, it's just. I, I can see the appeal of it as a stage show. I yeah, really can. Totally. Um, but it's just so not a movie thing. Or if it was going to be a movie, like why not do it as a show within a show? Like why not have like to me, there's fun yeah. there to be had with a production of Cats, and you see the actors backstage, or you. I don't know. There's, I feel like there's some fun to be had with it, but actually doing it as Just, or as an animated film. Yeah, go full animated. Like full animated. They're all cats. They're all like, cats. That's it. And you can get away with a lot and of then stuff. You can, but then you don't have the human body movement that the stage show is known for, but I think you just have to junk that yeah. and, and go do the song. Or you, you, either have, you either have people in physical makeup Yes. Or you go animated cats. Yeah. You don't do whatever weird Frankenstein thing they've yeah, done here. They've tried where to... they've basically stitched like a yeah. a human face <laughs> yeah. onto a like human... a motion captured but still like obviously animated human body. A... It's weird. <coughs> and um Nightmare. I... Just give them you know, but someone I... pointed it out Kimmy Schmidt Was it Kimmy Schmidt that did the episode about cats? Oh, maybe. Yeah, where Titus yeah. ended up in Cats because he got up from the audience and started <laughs> singing and then they're like, no, that's how Cats happens. It's just, it's <laughs> all just people <laughs> who get up <laughs> in the audience and all of a sudden you're starring in Cats yeah. <laughs> and you just make up some nonsense and everyone goes, oh my God, that's genius. Like nobody actually knows there's no full script of Cats. <clears throat> yeah. And I thought that was hilarious and that's obviously a comedy version of it. Yeah. But something like that where you could have a, here's the production of Cats versus what happens off stage. Like I f that's the way to approach it. I think if you were going to do yeah, something exactly. contemporary with it, you would take this show and yeah, they, they obviously, they obviously didn't want to have like actors in makeup. Um, even though that's what the show is. So yeah. Like that, you know, but the, it, there's a difference between stage There's a difference and between stage and screen. Exactly. Like there's a different level of and disbelief. They, well, what they've done is they've tried, apparently they've tried to explain, Oh no, they're cats, but they're human cats. That, well, that's not like, an explanation. They're not, that's, they're trying that's to nothing. have their cake that's and nothing. eat it too. It's that's like, nothing. What does that even cats, mean? But these are cats who walk on two legs. <laughs> Bullshit. That doesn't, what, is, what does that yeah. even mean? That, so oh nothing. God. And that's kind of why I want to go see it, even though I, you know, I loathe the, I am fascinated because to see my this movie. little uh, godson, Elliot, uh, who's five has become obsessed with the cat soundtrack recently. Apparently they played it at kindy, did a oh, couple of songs. Okay. Now he's a five year old boy. Well, it's a and fun Jellicle cats, cats. Jellicles, yeah. Count and Jellicles do gel like he knows all the lyrics and he's well, five. Well, it's a very, I mean, it's you know, it's a musical see, theater. But I, yeah. I'm like, Oh, there's your target audience. Do an animated one for kids or even just do the makeup. Kids will get that. Kids will. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. You know, like aim but, it but at then, kids or oh, do something more satirical for adults, I think. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just it's like, the, who's the audience for this, Cats? It turns out all of us who just want to see a just, bad movie. We're just fascinated by the idea that this movie exists. Yeah. And, is a and, and I was saying to you just before we started recording how um, it is nice to know that in our supremely data-driven times yes. where everything <laughs> is market-researched and tested <laughs> and, you know, down to the last, we'll pass on this, we won't do this, that Cats got through. Somehow this movie got made. Like, this got this got through multiple levels of approval. a very big check and told, and you can, go out, my friend. Yes, and you can sort of see why that is because, I mean, it was at one stage a global phenomenon. Like, like it was, it's a proven money earner. And Tom Hooper made Les Mis with, you know, Anne Hathaway and, and yeah. Hugh Jackman. Key difference there, though. Uh, no one's no dressed cats. as a cat. There's no cats. 
Well, there is cats, but they're not. They don't have singing roles. No. Um. You know, I, I feel like street cats. Yeah, just back straight. scene of a Paris, you know, brothel or something. Maybe that's where cats. Maybe that's where cats is happening. It's just in all the background flame is. <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently this one is not set in a junkyard anymore. Like they've set it in it's 1930s sort of just in this England, streets. London, yeah, yeah in, in London, streets. which is yeah, again, like. So that's I mean, a that's choice. a cool time to choose to put something in, but make more of it, like. Mm. It seems to me. It seems to mostly be so they can justify having these weird giant sets, yeah, like of of where everyone runs around like they're in the land of little people. <laughs> um, I kind of want uh, to see it though. This I know. It seems. It seems. I hate myself. Insane. Yeah. Every every single thing I see about it, every word I see written <laughs> yeah. about it, says to me, "Don't see this movie." Yeah. And yet I'm like, I kind of want to see this movie. But you, yeah, it's one of those ones where. It feels hard to under, to go forward without knowing. You know yeah, what I mean? That's right. Like there are so many things that I just go, oh, and that missed that passed me by. I missed that. Do you know? I have this thing where I'll hear songs, and I just assume now mm. that they're songs that are, I, I've just not heard. Right. So you know, we were talking a few weeks about ago about tones. Tones and I. Like, I know. Yeah. I had the same thing happen. And I went and researched her. Yeah. Because you mentioned this tones and I. And I went and went, well, what's she done? And there's this song called Dance Monkey. Yeah. And I listened to it and went, oh, I've been hearing that song everywhere. Yeah, yeah me too. I know that song. Yeah, I, I did the same thing. And I went I and had a look. I assumed that it was some old song because I miss songs all the time now. And then you hear a song and you go, that's a really good song. And then you look it up and it's like, oh, it's from 2012. <laughs> you go, what? What? How did I miss that? Yeah, it just and completely passed you by. So I was accidentally on trend. Fair enough. <laughs> but I just assumed that I'm You assumed you weren't. And people have started posting their Triple J, like, here's my votes. And I just look and go... Yeah, it's like, oh, okay. Yep. Nope. I, I've heard of that artist or band. No, don't know Not any that one. of the others. Not that one. No, yep. no, no idea. Mm-hmm. No. It's, I've just become like Marge Simpson. But that's I've got no place in, in music. It's not for me, and that's okay. I'll just be over here at the African <coughs> Toto Appreciation Night, exactly, which is happening again in early January. Can I just put it out there to all Brisbane people at the uh, Black Bear Lodge? It's January the eighth or something. Anyway. Every it's usually year, very soon after New Year's. Yeah, you know, in a they weird do way. an Africa by Toto Appreciation yeah. Party, and it is. The greatest. Yes, I still haven't gotten along, and there's absolutely no way I'll get I'll get oh, down there this year. Stew. But I, I want to go one day, and I hope it keeps up for long enough that one I get to go, and two it hasn't gotten like lame and weird by the time I get there. I don't think so. I mean, last year the guys I spoke to who I'd seen the year before they go in costume every year. And they're like, you have to come dressed up next year. What so are they dressed like, as? Like just characters from the song, uh, or from or from the music video. They were dressed as like the first time I saw them. Two of them. Were, one was dressed as a zebra, and one was dressed as a lion, like in onesies. Okay, and one right, was dressed makes... as like a sort of British colonial in a pith hat, pith helmet, and khakis. Okay, so on theme. I, I get on it. Theme, yeah. yeah. Um. So I was like, oh, maybe I could go dressed as a character from the music video. Of course, the only woman is that beautiful black woman in glasses, and, and I was like, which is problematic at best. Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't black up. <laughs> yeah, that's the joke. Yeah, I'm sorry, not, uh, not going to do that. I can pull my hair back and put the glasses on and wear the blouse with the thing or something and just go, I'm trying to be as beautiful I'm as the woman in the Emulating, Africa yes, exactly. Clip. Um, but yeah. Have we hit three hours yet? Or? Almost. Almost. Yeah. Which, <laughs> Might need to take the trimmer to this one. <laughs> nah. Oh. Well, unless I just do the cats discussion as a set. You know what? I just put it up and then if people want to sure. listen, they can listen. And if they don't, 
they just drop out like me and the serial killer thing. It's <laughs> fine. I have so many podcasts that I have on my thing that are two hours long. Like, anyway, we will end there uh, because Stu made a point of it. Um, and I just realized it's well after midnight. It's, yes, yes. That was the other reason why I'm I was so saying sorry, we should probably do Stu. that. Oh my God. Um, so we'll. We'll do a podcast next week on His Dark Materials. Yes, we will. At some point. And, and whatever else is in the ether. We will work out a plan for Doctor Who or something, mm. but we'll have thoughts and we will say those thoughts Absolutely. into the microphone. Um, so thank you for sticking with us through Watchmen. You know, it stuck the landing. It did. Incredibly. Great Improbably show. Probably amazingly. Brilliant show. Loved every part of it. Uh, made me think. Made me laugh. Made me... I don't think it ever made me really cry, but it certainly made me very... Made you feel like, things. Really made me feel. Really, yeah. yeah, really engaged me. I think that was the main thing. Totally, yeah, like, yeah. No, that's a good way to it's say It's Monday. I get to watch Watchmen today. That's like, it. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know? I was excited to watch television. Yeah. Uh, which I haven't been for a while, if I'm being honest. <laughs> so um, we will probably next speak after Christmas. So if you are listening and Christmas is your bag, then mm-hmm. Merry Christmas, everyone. Happy holidays. Um, have a safe and relaxing break if hopefully you have time off work. And um, yeah, stay safe, and uh, we will talk to you very soon. Absolutely. I still haven't worked out an out for this. <laughs> we'll see you next so time. Goodbye, and, and eat the egg. And yes, I am the egg man. <laughs> <laughs>